Hello and welcome to episode 305 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, writer of MI666, and joining me as always are the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. The writer of Mass Destruction that is Tony Esmond. Hello. And this week we're joined by a guest and a writer of Bet Noir, ACP fave, star bastard, Obviously, with a name like that, it's clearly one of our favourites. Yeah. And Damsel from Distress. So, a pleasure to welcome Andrew Clemson to the show. Hello, sir. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. We are good. All the better for talking to you. I was about to say, my dear. That would be, be a bit weird. <laughs> That's nice. Now. I like that. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's, it's all right. Nice. Yeah, it's all right. It's pleasant. As always, um, there's 10 minutes that the listeners will never know about because we all. Last became... week, you're accused of being Bird of Matthew's son, and that sort of sounds like the sort of thing he would say. Yeah, which. which... I'm surprised it hasn't come back to bite me in <laughs> in ways. <laughs> I'd like to thank the people who sent pictures of my balls though this week. That was very nice of them. Mm, yeah, it's very nice. Uh, th- this is artwork, not though no, people aren't literally going up to Tony and taking pictures. <laughs> no, I have to dangle them in front of the webcam occasionally just to help. Oh, but uh, Steve Sims and Alan Henderson did them. Very nice. Yes. yes. There's an early shout out for you. Um, but yes, um, <laughs> Andy, as we're now as we're now friends, yeah. um, and. We're, is going to talk to us about writing comics uh, and his his creations and his collaborations and more soon enough. And he's here. God bless him. He's with us for for the whole show. <laughs> Why did he agree to that? The that seems fool. Mad. That seems stupid. Yeah, you'll be all right. Let me lock right. myself right. away in a cupboard for a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God bless you. Um, but before we get onto that, um, how is everyone this week? Are we well? Living the dream. Yeah. Living the I've, dream. You are. Did you launch a Kickstarter, Tony? No, have I mentioned it? I've mentioned <laughs> it. Yeah, I've only been on the air for two minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'm becoming a total twat, aren't I? Keep mentioning my Kickstarter. There you go. <laughs> oh god. Well, there's going to be lots of links in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's always a, there's always a show note for our lovely sponsor, Comic House. Yes. They nice. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, V. That was smooth. Thanks. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we are the only I've, show that congratulates I ourselves. I clenched my anus slightly when you said that, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. As yeah. do our lovely Pete and our lovely sponsors, Comic House, everywhere. They also but clench their anuses. They, they, they do. <laughs> worried about what we're going to say when it comes to this ad. Um, but they are a brilliant indie I'm comic worried. marketplace. <laughs> and um, they love indie comics as much as we do. And if you go onto comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on the database. People who self publish can list their book on there and start selling uh, straight away their hard copy books. But as always, we are pushing the digital app, which is brilliant. Um, it's like Netflix for comics. Only £3 a month subscription service and you get access to loads of brilliant digital indie comics that we've talked about in the past. There's stuff that's, you know, we've had creators on there and there's stuff being added to it all the time. Dan, what's on there at the moment? Uh, we've got Explorers Lost in Time issue 1, Spare Keys for Strange Doors issue 5 and there's a whole new uh, run of titles. Uh, Logan's Run Aftermath issue 1 to 5, I believe. Uh, and let's go on to the next page because there's quite a lot they're this dynamite week. Dynamite books, are they? Are they dynamite? Uh, they're from Blue Water. Oh, of course. And they are, yeah. we've got uh, Vincent Price uh, presents. There you go, Vince. You might want to check that out. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're not all friends. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you friends. know, him, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know. Him. I, I, uh, I talk to him occasionally. Got Caspian Porter issue one, a gazillion years of home, and Viper. The hey. special is now on uh, Comic House, so you can go and check that out. And you put it on Comicsology as well. Uh, I've uploaded it there, but it's not that won't that take several weeks before that's given the thumbs up. Yeah. If it gets the okay, because there's C bombs, loads of F bombs. So yeah, 
we we'll don't approve we don't approve of cursing on this show. We just happen to be very Encourage good at it, and it, 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 just, it, yeah. Just, yeah. it just happens. I got a feeling that when you first upload a title, you guys can either back me up or dispute this point. Is this first yeah, you yeah. first upload a title to Comicsology and they go through it with a fine tooth comb, making sure there's not there's oh you've got the two F bombs in there, that's fine. Yeah. And then after that it's like, yeah, whatever. He's alright, well, he's done one. Yeah. Atomic Hercules is on there, so I don't think they've been that careful. Yeah. Oh, there things. you go. Yeah. 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 I think sometimes uh things can get caught in a back backlog. You know, I, I know uh, for instance, Snake Claws, like some of the, the past issues went up quite quickly, but then he had a bit of a delay on issue. Yeah, five. he had loads go up on one day, didn't he? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but if you okay. that, you, you should check them all. You can get all the snake claws on comichouse.com. Yeah, it's a much easier place to get it. Yeah. And it's free yep. if you subscribe. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you subscribe. Uh, well, although there's a 14-day free trial you can find out about. Yeah. And dive headfirst into the amazing world of small press that we talk about every week. So go to comichouse.com. May I say, Vince, your hair's looking very nice at the moment. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, make the most. I mean, if I use shampoo and conditioner, it is... I mean, we're talking... Prime time, Michael Bolton, lush. Timothy, you know I mean? advert time. Oh God, God, man! It is. I mean, it's glorious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I constantly look like I'm moving in slow motion. Ron, Ron Perlman, out of that beauty in the beast. Oh, yeah. and, yeah, well, it's that's funny you should say cool. that, Dan. What do you think that um, Ron Perlman's name was in Beauty and the Beast? Vincent. Vincent it was. <laughs> I'm is not. That aiming, we, I'm is not that who you were named after? No. He no, was named after the robot in uh, Black Hole. Dan Butcher knows me, man. Yeah. He knows me. Yeah, I was. Voiced by Raddy, uh, not, not, not Rowdy Roddy Piper. It was Roddy McDowell. <laughs> Although I love to see that. I love yeah. to see a version of the Black Hole where someone's edited in quotes from Rowdy Roddy Piper. I must buy Hell Comes to Frogtown. I keep meaning to buy that again. It is on is Amazon it? Prime. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember watching it once, and it's, it's just that's just weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I watched it quite recently. Is it right? I think it's on that. What's that DVD Blu-ray seller that's always got the sort of yellow and red spines, and it always has dodgy. Arrow? Is it Arrow? Sorry, is, is it Arrow? No, it's a bit like Arrow. Vinegar Syndrome. Similar. Yeah, I, I do like Vinegar Syndrome. They're good. Yeah. Mm. What, do you, ha, Andy? How do you feel about Schlock? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's Schlock, what we're talking. Yeah, about. I love like, it, man. Terrible sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's what I write, isn't it? But nah, get um, on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to like when I was in uni years ago. We had a, a wall of terrible VHS. It was like nice. uh, lauded around the university, and people come around to borrow Blind Fury. Hey, uh, that's uh, awesome! The jo- like that. You know, robot jocks and things like that. Robot jocks is great. It's hard to get hold of now. Crash is and it? Burn, which is, yeah, Crash and Burn, which is like an unofficial sequel, is easy to get. That's on DVD, yeah. but Robot Jocks isn't. I don't think. Mm. Was that directed oh, by right. Stuart Gordon? Oh, we, had, we had a few of those. Mm. Was it was directed by Stuart, Stuart Gordon. Stuart Gordon, yeah. Yeah. Random, that is. Mm. Um, which is why um, Jeffrey Coombs has a has a tiny sort of walk-on part, because he was friends. I sent you oh, a video trailer earlier, didn't I? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. What was that? It was... Wham, bam, thank you, spaceman. <laughs> <laughs> which... Um, what did you say as well, Tony? Well, it's this, I'm watching I mean, it. It's it like a, a, it's a sort of seventies porn film. There's there's a lot of hair on show. Do you know what I mean? And and it's just these crap spacemen come down, you know, bone ladies. And right in the middle of it, there's just a vampire, just suddenly out of nowhere. There's it looks like the dude who played Blackula. You know that dude? Yeah. 
just randomly in the middle of it and it really put me off it i was really enjoying it and i thought oh there's a vampire well they're not kidding broken the immersion or are they yeah yeah they've gone off bible that brings us around to writing doesn't it you can't if you're going to introduce a concept it's got to be in the first couple of pages you can't suddenly yeah just suddenly introduce a a vampire rubbish yeah you you mean it it really took you out of the moment is that is that what you're like oh this is unrealistic it stopped me doing something yeah i had to stop it just pissed me off oh god (laughs) approaching the vinegars no come on Well, it, hand to gland combat, combat. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are writers everywhere making a note of that. Yeah, as well they should. Someone's just stolen that for their Twitter profile. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, agent of hand, but it's like H A N D. <laughs> oh god yeah. see anyway, it's back right. onto writing yeah right. yeah 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 oh yeah yeah um yeah because i mean you've sort of come out of the gate andy with with your work i mean just sort of over the past couple of years like star bastard and bet no one and damsel damsel from distress you just like you've come out firing on all on all cylinders i mean what what how did you get started in like, you know, how long have these ideas been? So, <clears throat> um, so I, I tried to do, uh, you know, like the next big thing. Like I was sat down, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, well, one day I'll get to writing something. And, you know, when I do, it's going to be the Dark Knight Returns and all this kind yeah. of bollocks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was sort of doing that and I got, you know, I was on like issue three of, of a planned like 100 issue series. And I just got so bored. That um, I Why wrote down three. I, yeah, it was like <laughs> next, I was next like, this is so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. lay these seeds, and then an issue a hundred, it's gonna pay off, and that's when I get my Eisner. Like, so I was doing all this kind of stuff, and and um, I just, I just for a break, I think I'd read that sort of Lobo reboot, and I just uh, hadn't felt it, and I thought as a joke, oh, I just wrote down this whole thing. Emo, I called it that one. Yeah, like emo bow, where he was. Yeah, yeah, he, looked, he looked like he was in like a. A sort of new metal band yeah yeah um yeah and uh i wrote i just did a little paragraph called the ballad of the star bastard which i i just re-watched young ones and you know rick's favorite show in that is bastard squad so i was like oh this is this is really good so i did this thing and um i just did it as a bit of a joke and i sent it to the artists that i was talking to and they you know whereas i was you know going please you know this is my big thing do you want to draw it i gave them that and two of them straight away emailed back within five minutes going can you write this like can we do this so so you were talking to them about like the the epic sort of like yeah and and then you threw something completely different at them did you sort of say oh this this isn't what i was originally writing or did you or did you act like star bastard was the the epic thing no, it was it was literally just like um, on Facebook Messenger, just like lol, look at this. Took a break, you know, send them this kind of thing, and yeah. and yeah, they were just into it. So you know, chat to a few of them, and then sort of um, Jethro did some designs, and I was like, oh yeah, this could be a this could be quite a funny thing to do. So did did like one of them just to get it out, um, and then did that on Kickstarter, and it did quite well, got good reception, and I was like, ah, shit, now I've got to do more of it. Whereas, you know, it was just like a little sort of one and done, you know, jokey story. But we did yeah. two of them and then um, and Scout picked it up. So then I had to do six. 
Oh, nice. That's <laughs> so, good. Yeah, I think so good ideas come much... like that. We often, me and Falpy often just chat about stuff, and that's the reason we do stuff sometimes. You know, just yeah. say stupid oh, things yeah, to each idea. other. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's also like, once you, if it's just a bit of a laugh, like, and you're having fun with it, 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 you know, it's easier. Like you're doing it and it's yeah. enjoyable and, you know, it's, yeah, it's less exactly. stressful. You know, it's, it's not necessarily going to come out and be, you know, a, a timeless classic and, you know, win all the awards, but it's something you're going to enjoy. And, and if you enjoy it, that means inevitably someone else is going to enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I that's mean, the idea, um, man. Yeah, it it I mean, translates I mean, over, doesn't it? There's yeah. all these, there's all these books that we love that you know they're pretty dark, or you, and like you know you've got to be in the right headspace for it. Um, but you know, especially when you're a writer, um, going into that sort of a dark place to talk about, I don't know, the death of god, ancient gods in Greece, and you know all these real heavy, <laughs> heavy sort of things. You know, you had to be in that headspace and to write feelings. that. Yeah, oh feelings. Oh, um, <laughs> but you know that. I mean, it can be tiring. Where sometimes I know, you know, when I've yeah. tried, I've tried to write something like more serious, and it's like, oh god, you know, this is harder. And it's like, right, someone's just gonna get slapped in the face, and then you, I write and I go, ha, 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 I like this. this is more enjoyable. yeah. I throw a fart joke in here. Yeah, <laughs> there's always room. For I that. think when you're doing serious stuff as well, you can't. There's no room for errors. That if you don't land it. You can just look at it as this was, you know, a bad attempt at something, or this is, you know, five out of ten, whatever. You know, it was a good attempt, a good try, but didn't yeah. quite land. Whereas if connection it's connection is harder, comedy, I think with with dead serious stuff, connection can be a yeah. lot harder. Um, whereas comedy, I mean, everyone yeah. would laugh at something when it. If, if you get comics with, should be what's that phrase that Vince Bond used? Comics should be ridiculous, and I, I would say comics need to be fun a lot of the time, don't they? Yeah, yeah, that's what we that's what we we spend a lot of our spare time reading them, and I want to have a laugh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I struggle to, you know, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of classics I still haven't read, you know, same with films, like classic films that I never get around to watching because like, you know, I, you know, have a day at work, I've got a young kid, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to put something on that I can just relax and yeah, you know, just yeah. have a good time. Geordie Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, kind of, you, you don't want kind of like being preached at by something or something that takes too much kind of yeah. like, oh. And there's yeah. like, oh, you should really watch this. Person. It's like, I know I know this is good. I can tell it's going to be very yeah. good. I am not in the headspace to watch something this grim. Yeah, I'm not really in, I'm not really up for watching Schindler's List this morning over breakfast. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like that, isn't <laughs> With it? With your cocoa you know? pops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And especially, like, during the last year, you know, you've been stuck at home. Like, yeah. we ended up just re-watching old comedy series. Like, we, we must have watched, I said, you know, like, Only Fools and Horses, but, you know, like, Friday Night Dinner. I think we watched that. Yeah, back yeah. to back like a hundred times just because yeah, i watched it's, um it's always sunny it's in nice, philadelphia you know, yeah and that's yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly why i did that yeah. yeah yeah no i really enjoy star Busters, man i read it i read it for the first time you sent it to me the other day i read it for the first oh. time this morning actually and read it i read it in a one or i sort of set, set aside an hour and it's uh it's great fun mate it really is it's a quick read but it's I'm not yeah. it's not super quick but it's just it's a page turner do you know what i mean that's and that's how i feel about it yeah and it, and, uh, it hits all the right laughs. yeah i think it's yeah. got genuine yeah. laughs in it and that that's that's important especially if like i mean the, the name will immediately <laughs> let you know yeah. what you're in for but the you know i think yeah i think with sci-fi comedy and stuff as well a lot of people try it um and some of yeah. sometimes there's it can too be many derivative. cliches to fall into with yeah, stuff like yeah i think people end up doing hitchhikers too obviously or you know red dwarf too obviously there's all these little things you know space balls or something like that or they mm. like fire yeah. you, you can meet something and just think ah someone likes firefly you know, yeah exactly or, yeah you gotta yeah, be careful yeah. like 
yeah. you, you see something someone else has done, think, oh, that really works, and then try to do your spin on it, but it ends up being nothing more than yeah. what they've done it light. It's always like if you're going to kind of tell a story, you've got to tell the story from your perspective because that's going to be unique. Don't try and imitate someone else because it. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's got, strong, it's, yeah. Got a, it's got a strong. It's got a strong. It's got a strong premise that works and everything surrounds it and sort of orbits this character, which I really like. But were you. Yeah. It's not. It's not particularly. I mean, you could read this in 2000 AD. It's not like super adult. That's not what I'm saying. But it, no. it has. Um, some touchstones that perhaps the more sensitive members of the world could could seize upon. You know, oh, yeah. not me, like, not me, got... obviously, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have any? I you sent had... it out to. Yeah. Sorry. No, go on. I, I sent it. You know, when I did issue one, and um, I was like, "This is this is wicked." Like, I'm going to send this out to everyone. You know, review it. You know, you still think like I'm pleased with this. People are going to pick it up and they're going to enjoy it. And you get one or two positive reactions. Get a bit cocky. And I remember sending issue one to like a website, which was like, you know, women reviewing comics or something. And I got this like one sentence reply that says that, that just said, hi, I don't think this is very funny. Best of luck. Uh, like it, it did not go down. I don't well. think you're very uh, funny. You should have emailed back. That's what I'd have done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's you quickly again like that i wasn't very deep into like indie comics at that point like i was i was reading the stuff that was hitting the shelves but yeah i i had no experience of you know the the community and you know learned what it's like to put one out and you quickly realize that you know your stuff is going to be for the bulk of people it's going to be marmite like there's going to be some people who absolutely love yeah, it and there's going to be some people that Detested. If it, if it satisfied everyone, mate, it would be no good. That's the way I yeah. see it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um I you know, generally just had, you know, positive reactions to it. There's there's stuff, yeah, I'd go back, you know, and probably change, but you can't really do that, can you? No. And sort of sanitize things to make it more palatable. Um and uh I try you know, we tried to sort of balance out the sort of machismo of the main character with the the female lead who actually does all the work and yeah. fixes all the shit he does, but but yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a comedy book at the end of the day. And yeah, um, exactly. And it is funny, man. It is funny. Yeah, I I I liked it. I like that. I like that sense of humor. Yeah. Um, and you're it's right. Weird. He is ridiculous, though, isn't it? So you do. Re- yeah. He is a ridiculous character as well as being yeah, sort just, of an accidental hero and stuff. You know. Yeah, it's it's like I pitched it um, when I pitched it to to Scout. I pitched it as Eastbound down, Eastbound and down in space. Like it's, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah, you would great. have had um, me on that. <laughs> so, like, that was the pitch. So maybe that's what got him. That's yeah. the thing. It's just this this terrible, you know, uh, character who cares about just himself and doesn't really pay attention to what's going on around him because he doesn't have to because he's, you know. Do you want to give a little summary of the story? Because people might not have read this who are listening. Did you I, I, to be honest, don't know what the story is. I can't <laughs> It's it's basically like if you threw all of these like it's called Star Bastard like if you threw all of these classic space Star Bastards of fiction into a blender you, you know Captain Kirk and Lobo and Ice Pirates and Pete Quill yeah Ice Pirates yeah <laughs> and you threw them all in and but you you accidentally threw in some like Sid James like that, <laughs> that's what you'd end up with is this sort of character that's just drinking and shagging his way around space. And did, um, did I did I sign my IP over to you around this? I can't remember now. That was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's almost. But it's, it's just that. Yeah, it's space. That's it what it says on the tin. That's what that's what this is. Yeah. Space Tony. <laughs> <laughs> if only I got that much tail. He does a right for a right ignoramus, doesn't he? I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I um, really laugh. I really laugh when he sort of hijacks this holo suite, doesn't he? At one point, and he's he's getting like yeah. lap, he's made lap dancers to dance for him, and the, the sort of the woman in it who is actually the hero, who's sort of cyborg i'm guessing yeah. she rewires it so it's a man stripping off in front of him which just made me laugh that did make me laugh that one just yeah so. which that yeah. character that's supposed to be me apparently jethro was like oh i wrote you i drew the face oh of the i get that now yeah i do get that now did you send him many pieces of reference because it's that? a weird face to put on that. <laughs> yeah i get i can see <laughs> yeah. that man. Yeah. i just sent him neck down the rest yeah. of it he made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're surprisingly hairless but, um, rest. yeah yeah, well, it takes a lot of uh, maintenance. <laughs> it's finding the pink thongs. That's the difficult bit out here. Yeah, you have to go, and, you go shopping for that, yeah. I imagine they're big in Dubai. But yeah, so it's just this, you know, it's this big and vulnerable douchebag, you know, yeah. you know, bastard that goes around space getting into trouble, drinking and uh, fighting people. And uh, at some point, about halfway through, I had to sort of try and think of a story to go with it. So... We uh, we had this thing about you know he, he's lost his memory he doesn't know where he comes from so you know over the six issues um, you sort of you discover his origin and 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 you know it yeah, sets it's like up the left a is a mystery two, isn't it a bit really you sort of I, after you laid that down I kept expecting him to that, bump into the you lay it down as a bit of a mystery don't you that so I keep yeah I kept expecting you to bump into him his real the, he's maybe a clone or you know something like that going on an alternate universe version or something I keep expecting the real person to bump into him did you finish it yeah yeah have i missed that bit yeah. oh yes. yeah so yeah. yeah yeah by the end yeah 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 and the bastard a... is really comes to the fore uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what so i mean w- with star what learnings did you take from that for like moving moving forward for the the next sort of couple of series you were doing because you're sort of I mean, the first arc of Starburst is done, isn't it? And the, and the trade is, is out with Scout Comics now. How, how did the yeah. Scout... Um, so yeah, that's interesting. Did they, so you did two issues of Starbastard, and then yeah. did you pitch to Scout? Or how did yeah, that so about? I, I, um, after I'd done the second one, I think it was after the second one, but me, me and my wife went to um, the States uh, on holiday, and while we were, we were in Florida and there was a Comic-Con in Miami. So we sort of took a road trip down, you know, from Orlando, classic British tourist thing, down to Miami and then went to this Comic-Con. And I met a chap there uh, called James Hake, um, who was at the time, he was doing a book called Solar Flare that he was funding on Kickstarter. Mm. And, um, you know, met him, you know, added him on Facebook, all this kind of stuff. And I saw a few months later, he'd signed Solar Flare to Scout, which I'd never heard of scout before yeah, a bit of an up and comer two, at the time weren't they yeah yeah it was like 2017 i think at the time so right. um i just thought oh well you know i'll i'll give it a go because i've done the image thing and all this kind of stuff and heard nothing and I, I sort of pitched it to them um and and they came back straight away and said yeah yeah we'll have this you know here's the, here's the contract all this kind of stuff and then i later on found out that uh, james had you know become part of the company and stuff so i don't know if there was an in there or or anything like that but um yeah i i think i got in just at the right time because they've become quite big now so um, they have a combination of pub- publishing don't they? because they they translate i mean it's becoming more and more popular now to translate bond sna isn't it so they do a bit of that but they also put out original yeah. content as well i think don't they yeah from what I can well see. i don't know which i'm not sure about the translation thing i know they do there's an italian chap called stefano 
Cardellini, I think it is. Cardellini. Right. They do a lot of stuff from him, and I presume that's okay. maybe from, you know, it's been out already. But they seem to pick up a lot of successful crowdfunding books. I get you. Uh, yeah. yeah. And pick those up. So there's, you know, there's, I think, like um, Frank on the Farm and, yeah. you know, yeah. a bunch yeah, of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, American ones they've picked. Yeah, up. had Jordan on the show um, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Drex, yeah, Drex so, was on there, and yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you look uh, at the, course, yeah. You, yeah, you look at the. I mean, it's a murderous row of, of fantastic indie comics and indie series. Um, you know, on their website, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it, you know, it's an amazing lineup. They seem it? to just get more and more all the time as well. Yeah. Like it's like I say from when when I gave them this, like I think they had maybe like 10 things that they'd published or something and um now it feels like they release 10 new ones every month like they're just constantly announcing this and they're you know bigger and bigger stuff yeah yeah so um yeah you know there's good connection yeah can i ask if you've can i ask if you've signed for the next run of it or anything like that or well they've they've said they'd take it but it's uh jethro's at marvel now i think right i think so yeah, he has announced it. So he's he's drawing a book for Marvel. So it's <clears throat> I've written a bunch of it, but it's it's kind of up in the air. You know, yeah. it's I've yeah. got a couple of other things I want to get out in the meantime, and he's got yeah. stuff. So I, I think we'll come back to it. We did a crossover book um, with another scalp book called Loggerhead. This is Loggerhead. I've got that in front of me. You kindly yeah. sent that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was Brian uh, Silverbacks, an American chap. He did a, a, he does a bunch of variant covers for Aftershock and Scout and Image and all this kind of stuff. And he had this character, and you know, he he wanted to do something, so we did that. And they had another crossover from uh, Gut Ghost and Stabity Bunny at the same time. So it was like a nice little, <laughs> thing that, oh yeah, you know, this, that, that yeah. old school crossover thing, you know, that was happening in the '90s. So it was nice to to tick that off and and say I'd done a crossover with someone else. But um, yeah, definitely come <laughs> nice. back to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, if, if only to sort of try and take back some of the Google searches from uh, Space Bastards. Because <laughs> that's coming through. Um, yeah. Was it Humanoids? Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I almost picked yeah. that up because I thought it was your book when I was in the shop last week. But oh, I, I didn't, shit. obviously. I didn't pick it up because I realised it wasn't you. The uh, Yeah, that was a weird one, wasn't it? That must have irked you somewhat, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I think I, I looked into it and it did. They did come out a while back like i think they had a kickstarter in 2013 for an issue so i think you right. know you can't really have any hard feelings they kind of did it no did it first and they're different enough and then okay. you know, what yeah. can i do it's Derek robinson you can't really compete yeah. with that well we know people if you want you know <laughs> uh, uh, jackie chan tapping on my fucking toes this week Releasing oh, you? yeah vanguard oh that's right yeah, yeah they filmed that here i think really i think I, some people that worked on it yeah I think he, he did that other one here, didn't he? He did that one about the IRA here, didn't he? He goes where like they do big tax Jackie breaks. Jackie Chan's in the IRA. <laughs> he fights the IRA. He, he fights fight Paddy, oh. Paddy McGuinness or something in it, doesn't he? He's full I was just, it's in it I was well, just imagining him trying to do an Irish accent. Yeah. I think it's called The Foreigner. It's actually quite good. I actually don't know yeah. how they got away with... Because they actually, yeah, they actually imitate yeah. some okay. uh, some actual IRA people in it. I'm thinking... Yeah, yeah. Is, is that him? Isn't uh, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan basically? Yeah, What do you call it? What's the name? Chap's name? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, he is. It's basically he does an impression yeah. of him. He's, he's yeah. has the false teeth that he has, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very strange. Oh, it's the Jackie it's Chan hour. Um... <laughs> oh well, good luck fighting Jackie Chan then. Yeah. Yeah. He's old, then you'll be alright. Yeah, I'm not going to start doling out threats to Jackie Chan online. 
I'll do it again. <laughs> Maybe have it as a reward, you know, video it and then have it as a reward on your next Kickstarter. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Like Me bum... being brutally beaten up by yeah, Jackie like Chan fights. in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Just murdered by an old man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all been there. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like Star Bastard, you've, you've got this sort of IP. And, like, I guess, is it something where. It, it's a true collaboration. It's, it's you and Jethro that, are, that have come together and, and created this thing. So, I get. I guess you're not going to continue with it in, until the you can get the band back together. Sorry. That kind of thing. Yeah. Sorry, I lost you there. I'm, oh. I'm just get. I'm just guessing what you said. But yeah, I, I, if if it was, you know, when are we are we waiting for the right time? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a case of doing it. I think we've we've talked about being. Um, you know, pretending to have giant egos and doing like an oversized hardcover or something, um, yeah. and sort of doing that because obviously, you know, Scout have got all the 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 trade and all the books and everything. Yeah. But um, you know, we could do another version on Kickstarter. You know, with with the with the crossover maybe, and you know, I I'd, I'd done a sort of you know, having read it back, I was like, well, we kind of need to tell people what's going on in this. So I I'd, I'd written like a sort of pre like an origins thing of why these people would put up with this asshole space captain in the first place yeah vince um, and dan can give so that, a few ideas here if you want. yeah what what putting up with an asshole yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but, can we can have another crossover yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a crossover that would be um yeah but but obviously like I mean, while that you, you know, you've got a solid foundation there, but you're you're creating other. I mean, you know, you're creating other sort of un, your own universes and and IP as well, aren't you? With like like Bet Noir and yeah. and now Damsel from Distress, which is now like pushing forward onto. I, I guess with um, Damsel, you're following the same sort of format that you did that you had with Star Bastard because I noticed you. Uh, you yeah. You fa- you funded the first issue, but now you're funding the next couple of issues, aren't you? Well, that's it's kind of like weirdly, Damsel came about um, from a basically. I, I was writing Starburst, and my wife does what I think a lot of people do. Like, when are you going to put me in your comic? Like, I want to be in this comic, and I was like, well, you don't want to be in this one, so I'll save that for something else. Yeah, save that for and, uh, private times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a d- different story. Yeah, did um, Damsel and. It, there is a lot of similarities. Like someone I know read it and said, "Oh, this reads a bit like Fantasy Bastard." Like it's, it's still like a sort of cocky hotshot character that's, you know, one-liners and quips and stuff like that. But it's um, it's definitely, uh, you know, I, I'm the the big difference is I'm planning it from the start as opposed to, you gotcha. know, just winging it by the skin of my teeth all the way through. Um, so we got like Hassan Otsman Elhow to to come on as editor, who you know just completely transformed, didn't he? Is that right? Uh, no. So I had uh, on on Starbus and Betnar we had HDE uh, doing right. it. Okay. But for this one, um, I was going to get him on as letter, and I just thought, you know, why not have him because he knows what he's talking about. Like, so he he kindly agreed to come on as editor as well. And uh, yeah, it's just a, such a learning experience of having someone that knows, you know, because I'm writing this sort of comedy nonsense really and having someone that knows what they're doing come on and, and add this level of um you know know-how to make it into a proper story at the same time it's just okay it's a completely different experience so, so it's been a whole new sort of learnings then 
for this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you've got, I mean, you, you got weirdly, a similar sort of arc, like six, five, six issues. Yeah. Right? So, so we're doing we're doing five, and the reason we're doing two and three as a campaign, like we've just decided, we did the same thing with Bet Noir. Um, it's you can only fit so many Kickstarters in a year. Um, yeah. You know, you've got to sort of really, if you're going to be uh, ethical and moral about it, you you've got to finish one before you do another one. So yeah. it's purely a way of, yeah. you know, we had a lot of comments saying, you know, how long have I got to wait for issue two? Um, and and really, if you do one issue at a time, you've got probably got to wait six months, especially when you're leapfrogging projects um, and expecting someone to just buy a single issue every six months. Um, you end up just getting people waiting for the trade, which means you never fund the singles. Yeah. So, Especially it, if, it's, if it's an ongoing, isn't it? it you know, if you're just doing yeah. one shots, it's a different kettle of fish yeah. but if it's an ongoing story people are people are going to be invested aren't they in a different yeah. different way yeah so we're just doing i think that's what i'll do for everything now is kind of you know two issues at a time or you know maybe an oversized you know call it a 48 page single or something yeah. like that um and it just it means i can squeeze a, a bit you know maybe one more project in a year um mm. so so yeah we'll do two and three and then we're back to bet noir after that for issues four and five of that and then after that it's four and five of damsel oh all right okay so have you scheduled does that mean you you've got like a clear schedule of these projects in terms of not just you know the the campaigns themselves but because with as we as we know when we've talked enough about kickstarters you have the campaigns you have the delivery of those campaigns and then you have another campaign isn't it it's not like because running two camp you know a campaign one after another that's a you know, if you ended one yeah. and started another one, that's man, yeah. it's draining too. Eh? Like you, you, if you know, you kind of need to just sort of sit in a quiet room and cry for a week after you've done a Kickstarter because <laughs> it's just so draining. Like, please give me money. Like for a week, you know, thirty days, you're just like, please, I need yeah. this. So like, you you need that time to decompress afterwards. But also, yeah, someone's got to do it because it's it. You know, I'd love to have everything finished before it went to the campaign, but you know fronting all of that cash to be able to get everything done um is just it's very difficult especially when you're doing multiple things so Mm. um you know we need you know a month to six weeks to get everything completed then it's got to go to the the printers and it's got to come back and you know shipped out to everyone and and really you can't ask someone for money from another thing until you've no i agree totally and people are suspicious of kickstarters at the best of times aren't they because not you but other people have been like a bit lax haven't they yeah oh man there's some terrible ones i know oh, like there's yeah. the famous ones but you can see people like there's there's a few people you can see on kickstarter and like the other one you know indiegogo and all that kind of stuff but yeah people that launch issue one after issue one after issue one of completely different things and <laughs> yeah. none of them ever get fulfilled it's just like I, it, yeah. it's clearly just a way of making the thing adding it to a catalog on you know in the hope you're going to sell that ip catalog to someone else that's the only way i can sort uh, okay. of interpret it i yeah. have to say i've got a few things that i've been waiting literally years for on kickstarter but indiegogo's as bad i know people do make an awful really? lot of coin on indiegogo but I've, there's some stuff on there that i've been waiting for for two years you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot of stuff i've backed and i don't know what's happened to it yeah yeah. I just forgot about it. And that's the problem. Yeah, when, you, exactly. when, you back, I mean, so, when you back so many, you, sometimes you forget what you've you've bought, don't you? So, yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. you go to the shops and you go, I, completely okay, no, I, I can't remember picking that up. And Indiegogo doesn't have an app, does it? It doesn't have a phone app. So I, I, at least I keep track of Kickstarter oh, on not? the phone app. But I don't think there's one for Indiegogo, no. 
What, so, what? so when you have a campaign, you, you can have an app to like track your campaign. That no, there's a Kickstarter app. Yeah, you've got a Kickstarter app. Like, oh, I, I, yeah. I, that's how completely removed I am from this society. <laughs> to be the Kickstarter app is a bit a bit crap. I was looking at it, we're looking at it for the one we're doing now, and it's you can it's it's good for people who are buying things from Kickstarter, right. but it's not so good for people who are running things from Kickstarter. You oh. have to go over in the browser to look at. The, the, who's backed you for example and stuff like that yeah 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 it's a funny yeah, system. i've missed messages so many times like yeah. people will message you saying like in some occasions they'll be like i want to give you hundreds of pounds can i please combine these two crazy yeah, things yeah and exactly everything yeah. and you miss wish it that, because it just doesn't yeah. i wish they could separate like the creator and the buyer thing of it because yeah you know what i mean like your back books and then someone's got in touch with me saying, oh, my issue hasn't turned up. But then I'm getting loads of messages saying, oh, this book's now available on Kickstarter. This is digital rewards. And I miss the important one that someone said they haven't got their book yet. Right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, it, they're, all the messages are just thrown into one. Yeah. I wish there I was I mean, the whole thing gives me switch. a headache to yeah. deal yeah. with. Like, I, I was talking about this one because we've got Damsel uh, launching in a couple of days. And um, I was talking to Matt Hardy, who uh, publishes Bet Noir for me who does a ton of uh, Kickstarters and he's like, Oh yeah, you can just add on this and you can do this and da da da. And I'm just like, that sounds like a nightmare. I just <laughs> yeah. want to have the thing. Like I would love it if it was just digital copy, printed copy. And then that's yeah, it. No stretch, no stretch yeah. goals. Just do the digital yeah. and, the printed, and then that'll be all right. Yeah. I know the problem and you've like got though is you've got a back catalogue. So you want to, you want to have that tier where people who didn't read <laughs> issue one, for example, can go back and get it as well. So yeah. you've got that, you've got that reprint, yeah. haven't you? You know, yeah, I mean, this is this is the first time really I've got that, and it stresses me out thinking that maybe that will make it more successful, like because it's just more people <laughs> yeah. have to ship comics to. So like the 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 best one like Starbuster, the best I did was like a grand and a half or something when it was on Kickstarter, mm. and then like I did ten times that almost on with Damsel. So it's it it's just stressing me out to the point where I I now get people to do all the printing and packing and facilitation for me um, yeah. just because it lets me focus on the other stuff. Yeah. That's good yeah. Stuff, yeah. And plus you're funding two issues as well, aren't you? It's, it's two and three. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like an issue one and then you're just dealing with that one product. You have to schedule obviously the release yeah. of two and so, three. Yeah. You, there's lots of factors to think about. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the thing now and there's, there's one where it's like, you know, you get all of the stuff and it's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight different comics of like <laughs> yeah, different right. covers. Okay. And I just, yeah, that's just. I'm yeah, we're having that problem at the moment because we've got three back issues. We're, we're doing the fourth, but we've also got Adam's put out a book and people are saying, oh, can I get this book, your old book as well? Because I now missed yeah. out on that one. And so we're having to change the tiers and we're like, oh, God. And you've got very yeah. Oh, yeah. stuff which, as well, haven't you? Very we have covers. done, yeah. Yeah. Wow. The other thing I think is worth mentioning. Start fixing is, the title. Like I know, just I know. So and then you've got to go to print for them because we haven't got enough stock, you know. But I think the, the other thing that yeah. came up a couple of weeks ago with Perch is he said it's a good idea to add a retailer tier. And I, th- I thought about this okay. week and we've added one. And, and the reason being is um, you get a retailer tier. And we've had two retailers go for it, actually, on ours. It's been quite interesting. That's nice, yeah. yeah. So you say you get this discount on it. And we, we'll never match the diamond discount, which I think, depending on the shop, is 45 to 55%, you know. Yeah. Um, but we do we give a significant yeah, discount 40. on it, yeah. Um, if they buy multiple copies, so it's like a 10, 10 copy retailer tier, and then 
we we email the retailers to say we have got this special tier for you don't think you've got to go in and pay full price you can go in and pay you know the significant discount which you would you know probably be a discount that you'll be paying for small press in your shop anyway and they can jump on that and it's a way of distributing it to shops as well um yeah and i heard well what perch talk about now i thought that's an interesting so we're giving it a go this time okay yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah i've but... never had takers from it like i've oh, put okay. it on them before and and people don't go for it but what i've ended up doing especially on the last damsel one i just i had it up there no one went for it what i did was the overprint um that i had at the printer in the states i distributed that to comic shops and just said if you sell these you can donate the money to like hero initiative or something like that oh, good idea like it was just because yeah, yeah. i have got a web store and you know i can't really ship stuff individually i can only really deal with it when it's in bulk mm-hmm. so um i i just thought you know these are going to sit somewhere so instead of that they're paid for the campaign's done you know everyone's got what they need so the excess all went off and i just let people you know sell it for charity so that's sort of got it on shelves nice. yeah you know gave some of the money that we we had over you know we'd gone over what we needed so it was fair to sort of redistribute some of that yeah. back because you're working on a different sort of uh, a sort of format to like a, a lot of creators who are sometimes kicks they're doing the kickstarters for obviously the people who pledge but they're also building up stock for eventual conventions and stuff yeah. all the, all their web stores and stuff but you're not working yeah. i mean I'm, I'm guessing you're not looking at conventions i mean obviously no one's really looking at conventions much at the moment but um <laughs> but right now you're working almost exclusively through that sort of kickstarter format of you know you know getting the publish you know is is that your sort of way of sort of selling to people at the moment and stores is through this sort of kickstarter format yeah i mean i don't you know it would cost me to send an individual issue to someone to like to the uk it would cost me like 15 quid and it yeah. would you know just in shipping and then it would probably never get there because of the, you know the, the postal systems and everything so it just uh, i just don't maintain a store yeah um i'm just doing it kickstarter to kickstarter and then once it exists i can you know hand it off to a publisher maybe and you know then it's in the direct market and what it makes in the direct market isn't something we're relying on to pay the team so okay, that, yeah. i'm yeah. i'm more about paying paying the people that are making the book using kickstarter you know getting to zero and then you know it can go to the direct market to sort of to reach more readers but it's um yeah i just i just resigned to the fact that you know we do get a comic-con uh we had ours in april weirdly uh, last year all right and it's you know still all going but um the the usually i we sort of plan holidays back to the uk around a convention so i usually do like MCM is the only one that usually works for the time we get away. So I usually do that in London and, you know, take a suitcase of books or something. But obviously that's that's out. So, yeah, you know, it's just about getting the thing made, having it exist and have people read it. And, you know, anything yeah. we get over the top, we, we redistribute somewhere. What you're saying there kind of brings up the, the conversation that happens a lot and, and more and more recently of um, self-publishing versus publisher, which I think is a, mm-hmm. is a valid conversation. And... The, the, there is a move slowly to self-publishing isn't there again yeah because of the um the royalty issue with publishers so publishers uh, universally don't pay very much in royalties no. you know i think no. is it 2000 ad pay five percent i think something like that um and well um, i mean it's quite regular my, my only experience has been with scout and it's much, you know it's a it's a very good split it's just okay. the problem is you've got 
you've got things like a diamond discount, which which just takes it pulls the rug out before the books even got yeah, anywhere. Like, they just there's no profits left, you know, and then it gets split a bunch of ways. So yeah. if, you're, if scout, you're uh, like really handy, especially like the UK people, if you if you can get that sort of deal, that's a distribution to a whole new network that you. That oh UK, yeah, man. That's UK one of the problem. That's one of the pros, isn't it? The fact yeah. that you get your book beyond the bubble of your yeah. particular that's, killer Kickstarter. Yeah, that's yeah. all I hope for from you know these yeah. publishing deals is that you know it's I I again you know I I've got this thing short of digitally sharing it I can't get it into shops so I just see it as ad, you know it's as it's advertising it and selling it to a larger market. Yeah. So I just think you know Kickstarter the way especially the way Scout does it, which they're happy for you to kickstart that stuff. They're happy for it to exist on this platform first. You know, you get it paid for, everyone's happy, and then you push it out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it exists. So I don't know. But again, I haven't had, you know, experience with many other publishers. So. Yeah, I get you. It's an interesting area, isn't it? And it's one that's going to it's going to change the industry, I think. And you're right, that direct market, V, that direct market diamond bite is, is a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Um, when you're looking at making a pound on a book, you're not going to make a pound on a book if you go through diamond. Yeah. No, you'll get about forty cents on a on like yeah. a three ninety nine, you know, dollars. You'll get about thirty five, forty cents on a book. I think. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. I, I, it's, it's always, and that's after print flaws, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's all these um, certainly fascinating aspects to um, you know making comics. That is is the different layers, you know, because obviously there is the, you know, if if you're creating work going through a publisher, you obviously want to get what you what you should deserve you know you know it's your, it's your work but there's also the weighing up getting it out to a, a bigger audience which is why i i guess when you're when you're making works like you know dams or etc you're you, you've got the joy of of fulfilling making this book and getting it out to your audience you know or, or for instance a star bastard and then if someone were like scout yeah. you know you've done what you wanted to achieve with it and then mm-hmm. if, a, if a publisher afterwards comes out and said, oh, w- this is great, we'd like to put this out as well, that's just an added bonus, isn't it? Because then you've yeah. already achieved what you wanted to achieve, and now you're getting the opportunity to get it out to a, a bigger audience. Yeah, and also, like, a writer, like, artists have the ability, you know, they're more sought after. You know, indie writers need, it, you know, artists and everything, and artists can put up their portfolios and... And all that kind of stuff. It's much harder you, you, for a, a you writer a good to book in. with an artist that you, you know you're chummy with. It looks so amazing that someone s- steals them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest fear. Like, yeah. like you get three issues out and then they're gone. Like luckily we did six, and now Jeffro's at Marvel. But like, it's yeah. it's what's he trying at Marvel, the, dude? Sorry, he's um. I don't. I, I don't know if I what. Oh, he's not allowed to say. Actually, okay. public, but like he's definitely done like a sort of. Um, the first thing he did was like a God. What? How did they phrase it? You know, like um, different indigenous voices. I think it was. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, another one. Yeah, like yeah. People yeah. from around the world. Because he's he's from the Philippines, and I think it's one. It's that where there's different people. You know, new emerging artists from. Yeah, I get you. Young yeah, yeah. type. And, and this is but, Jethro uh, Morales, who's definitely a name yeah. that everyone should have on their radar i mean he's been doing stuff for years man like he's he did a bunch of stuff for, for dynamite he's done green hornet vampirella army of darkness john carter all that kind of stuff and and the amazing thing is his, his style. it might be john carter so i've styling yeah i do like his style man yeah deja thoris he's done a lot ah uh, yeah okay uh, but it's it's he's one of those people where you get the the pencils 
and you know you you could pretty much just scan them in and up the contrast and it looks inked like they're yeah, so tight yeah. um so yeah he'll you know he'll he'll do amazing he'll be on great a uh, huge thing soon i think yeah but and he'll um, probably forget you. Do you think? Or... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him to be honest. I mean, <laughs> be like that. Which yeah. leads me to um, Mauricio uh, from Downsville. Yeah. Like, the, the art on that is stunning. Uh, on, yeah, on and you know the weirdest thing, Mauricio. Like all these artists, like I found, I found Jeff on Deviant Art, um, which is a terrible place to to spend time. But you know, I found yeah. him on there. <laughs> um, you, you know, 2015 or whatever it was when I started doing it, but. Um, Mauricio, I was just looking for artists. I was just on Instagram, I think, and I was just looking uh, for artists for for damsel. And I, I there was no sequential work; it was just pinups. Like he'd done some pinups of like Harley Quinn and a bunch of other people, and there was just so much like character and style in them um, that we went like there was another artist that we had that we were we were going to start the book with. And um, it, Mauricio just blew them out of the water, and we just—it was a completely different direction. But yeah, um, yeah. It's also, it can, it can be a check. bit of a gamble, isn't it? I mean, because sometimes with a pinup, there are a, a billion amazing pinup artists out there. I mean, God oh, knows, yeah. I follow them on Twitter and Instagram, and you see the, you know, I want the prints and I want them on the wall. But to do a sequential mm-hmm. work, yeah, it's is a big a, difference. Isn't it? It's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he said he showed me some sequential stuff after I started speaking to him, uh, which was what sold me on him. Like yeah. he'd done a couple of comics of his own that he'd put online and then pulled down, and you know, it's. He reminds uh, me a bit of an, he's, he's got a bit of an animation background to him almost. Has he got a bit of that going on, or? Yeah, he's um, he he basically works in like games design. Like he did okay. like a GI yeah. Joe uh, game. That, yeah. was the last thing he did, um, and it is a lot of that. Like and. Um, but yeah, this one it's it's definitely lent more to the sort of it's almost like a sort of like a sort of boom Disney book. Like there's yeah. there's okay, it's yeah. very fairy yeah, tale, yeah. but I think it's lent into that because of the the content. I think yeah. it sells it more. Yeah, but um, yeah. but yeah, again, like I'm just like holy shit, I have to get this guy to finish it because he's gonna get snapped up by someone. And even during Kickstarter, like we did the first Kickstarter campaign, and I was having messages going, "Hey man, do you mind? I'm a writer." Would you mind if I just like stole him for my own book? Uh-huh. I was like, sure. Here's his email. Like, you know, see what he says because you know you can't stop people from doing stuff. But yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, what did you do? Quickly create another email account and just give him that. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was from it was yeah. from Horacio Mara. <laughs> yeah. just... <laughs> no man, he's he's really. I know you he's can't cool do that. Can you? I know, yeah. He's, yeah. You know, he's involved in this as much as I am. Luckily, so he's. He's um, on in it for the the long haul. We've got the yeah. you know first volume, and then hopefully there'll be more after that. Because this is is that something that you? Um, I mean, because obviously, like you say, it's a true collaboration, isn't it? I mean, you, you've written it, but you, from the sounds of it, like as you're talking now, you're you're bringing on collaborators rather than artists for hire, aren't you? They're they're adding a voice that you probably didn't even realize was there sometimes with, with some of well it's it's things. all of them like i i would write star bastard in you know thinking i know exactly because i work in in tv and film like i i you, you know can plan a shot and all that kind of stuff but i would i would write the script and then luckily jethro would just go nah it's not going to work and he'd just draw his own thing <laughs> and it would come in and you go hang on this doesn't make sense but it looks way better oh, i hate him what is he doing you know like, it's just like yeah. 
<laughs> you need the artist because the artist knows what they're doing. Like, yeah, there's, you, there's always that line. At, there's always that line at the start of a script that says, "Look, this is the guidelines. If you want to do something different, then I'm utterly open to it." Yeah, I think. There's yeah, I mean, I just say that to them because my my scripts are very. Um, they're not, you know, they're not. You wouldn't call them like Marvel style or anything like that. They're, they're, everything's in there, but it's not like an Alan Moore thing where it's like. It's and sort of the it's... Blue. Do you I think mean, that's because you come from a film background? Andrew, yeah, so, I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. the film. The way film works is is collaborative, right? You have to have, you yeah. know, even for a short commercial, which is the stuff I do, you've got like a crew of you know fifteen or twenty people at any time, and everyone has their job, and you trust everyone to do their job. Yeah. So. You know, the writer does one thing and the storyboard artist does this and then the, the DP and the camera department will interpret that a certain way. And, you know, it's all it's I'm, I'm very much um, if someone else has a better way of doing it, I'm super open to it. You know, and yeah. especially now I've got yeah. editors yeah. just like when they tell you something doesn't work, like just believe them that it doesn't work, because e- even if they're not your editor, even if it's a friend reading it, that's how a reader is going to read it. And if it doesn't make sense to someone else. You know, there's no point sticking to it. Alternatively, would yeah. you ever thumbnail something just to get the idea over of um, the sort of visual? Because there are some visual gags in it. It's just a sort of visual gag. Yeah, or, yeah. I have done. Like, yeah, I've, I've I've sent you know just like sent artwork back and say you know I'd really like it if this was here in the foreground or it's it's more um, like with Jethro somewhat, but uh, with Chris who draws Bet Noir, there's a real like language barrier. So he will not understand some of the references sometimes. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it would be a case of having to like, hang on, here's a YouTube link of this thing, you know, or here's a here's a shot that's similar. Can you please, you know, even I had a, a script yeah. I was doing the other day for for an anthology and sent it to Chris, and it was literally a panel description that said, you know, this guy gestures over his shoulder to a barmaid, and he's like, what does gesture mean? What does yeah. you know these kind of things? So it's it's just about you know, having this back and forth between everyone and making sure, you know, they're yeah. getting what they want. And that's what works. Yeah, yeah, they've got to put their name to it. So when, yeah. when you're trying to, and it, it, there is an art to writing a script, you know, it does in, in, include a lot of giving emphasis and describing stuff in a certain way to get a certain vibe. And I think I do stuff like I said something in the script the other day about these are the sort of women who'd appear on Loose Women. You know, <laughs> I was trying to, and I actually included a screenshot because the, the, the dude I was working with is, is um, English as a second language. And just because yeah. I knew he just wouldn't get it, but I just really wanted that vibe to it, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I include little photographs in my scripts quite a lot as well. Good. How did they respond to you? Yeah, good man, yeah. Yeah, I'll show you it later. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's, um, I, I just, I love having other people do stuff that I hadn't thought of, like just changing stuff around and, and seeing it. Because you just get stuck with it in your head, right? And the first thing you do, is the one, at least for me, the first way you see something, I can't see it another way until someone else shows me. Yeah. So yeah. it just, it, you know, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Do you ever partially write a script and send it over, or is it always in one, is it an issue in one lump and you send it over, or do you maybe send half of it and then anything like that? Uh, no, I mean, I tend to, as soon as I think of something, I, I you know, will knock out a first issue. Like okay. whether it's good or not, that just gets it. It's kind of cements in my mind that it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that exists. And then if I ever, because you find, especially, you know, once you start publishing stuff, you get artists going, hey, man, this is great. I really enjoyed it. You know, it'd be great to do something sometime. And yeah. it's good to have something you can send to them. You know, like, well, here's a few scripts that I've started. 
do any of these float your boat and if they say oh that one's cool then i go back and i start you know filling in the gaps and working on it more or yeah okay, things yeah. like that yeah yeah but i rarely do like half a script or anything like that okay do you the other question i know I, I, I do this don't know I'm, I'm never always curious to see if other people do but do you do like a bible document with all the names and stuff in it no i'm uh, terrible like it's really <laughs> really terrible to the point where i understand everything that's happening um even like even back with starbusted like i i wrote the thing without ever sort of um explaining that he was invulnerable like it was just like right. oh that in my head yeah obviously but like <laughs> yeah i just i you know you i think you do it especially when you spend so much time with these things they're just in your yeah. head right you i do it just for like names, yeah, obviously. i'm always I'm always crap at All remembering names know. yeah to go back fucking back issue so what was that guy's fucking name <laughs> yeah that's what i do a lot yeah i'm trying to remember if i given a character a uh surname so i had to go tracking back I, I, yeah. didn't. I hate naming characters man it's the word it gives me such anxiety because you every name you think of you th- you remember someone you knew with that name and you think yeah. oh are they going to see this are they going to take offense to this so yeah. i'm just there constantly trying to think of names that i do that on purpose yeah. i like doing it yeah <laughs> uh, i've got i've got a best one of my best friends is a guy called noodles who's and i just he's a character in a as comic with said, really... as soon as you said that name a lot of people who have read atomic hercules are probably going <laughs> noodles. the one with the really long noodle like knob yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, real highbrow character. Yeah, <laughs> noodle-like knob. <laughs> Again, that's another Twitter. I'm going to change my Twitter handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably lose me some backers though, so maybe not till after the campaign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want them anyway. If they don't like that, they don't like noodle. <laughs> One of the uh, things I was saying on Twitter was uh, about marketing your title. It's kind of, I find the whole creation aspect of comics, I absolutely enjoy it, but the marketing aspect and getting people to see you working and getting out there, I find that interminable, really tricky. I don't like it. How, how do you get around it, Andy? I, um, I hate it. I yeah. hate it with, with a passion. Like I'm, but I'm terrible like when I go and table at a, a convention, like I, the last MCM I did, we were sharing with uh, with Jordan and Clark and and Matt, and um, people would come up and go, "Ha ha ha, Star Bastard!" Oh, tell me about what this is, you know, because the name drags them in, and then I have to try and sell it. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's all right, but have you read this thing over on the next table?" Like I just completely <laughs> deflect to other people's stuff. Like I can I can say great things about other people's work, but I'm like, "Eh." You know, this is, it's yeah. all right. Like, you could you could buy this. We've but, done that, uh, haven't we? That's essentially yeah, what that's right. I, I tend to revert to, I had fun writing it. Then I'm, I feel yeah. like in my head I'm not bragging or anything like that. That's kind of where I go with it, you know. I just find myself saying, it. Do, you know, does what it says on the tin or is what it is. Like it's <laughs> it what it is that famous sales <laughs> quote yeah but usually as long as they're laughing still at the title i can quickly get a sale out from it but uh <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah it's uh weirdly i thought that one in particular i thought you know the uk it would do much better but it does way better in the states i don't know okay. what it is and there's so many like english things that i've missed in the script where he's calling people love or you know mate and things like that but yeah, the Americans seem to dig it. They so. love us over there, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've, I've got a script that I'm is doing it, is at it the minute. Is called Meghan Markle? I, I... Is that the name of the new script? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
The new one is just called Slag. Ah, uh, yes. Do it. It's a crime book, um, and I, it's basically just like, I don't know, it's a bit like Minder if Guy Ritchie directed it. So it's just all Cockney rhyming slang all the way Brilliant. through. And yeah, I just I did it because if you've ever played Chaz and Dave to an American, <laughs> and they don't understand it at all, and I just find it hilarious. Just trying to explain Cockney rhyming slang so I'm to Americans is a nightmare. Yeah. And I, I slip into the odd bit. It doesn't of have to be slang. that. Yeah. They just struggle with general, um, you know, English, like in, you know, the London English, like or yeah. you know, sound, any kind of English. If it's not, oh hello, you know, Queen's English style, you can see them struggle with it sometimes if you're speaking too quickly. So yeah, so I'm doing a whole book just to confuse Americans now. <laughs> is it? I mean, fun. is it genuinely called slag? Yeah. Like the stuff that comes out of an iron work. You slag. You slag. I said that on a postcard recently. I I said I thought she was a bit of a slag. Yeah. It's not used enough, is it, slag? It's a good one. No. And it's such you can use it for so many different things as well. It's got so many different meanings. Yeah. It was also one of the Dinobots. It was a Dinobot with Transformers, which used to make me laugh. Yeah, that's one. There's so many bits, there's so many rhyming slangs for the C word as well, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, that's my favourite. God. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, normally I do, I do have to do a Cockney rhyming translation sometimes when Tony just talks because it's just part of your second nature, isn't it? I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I was talking to an American the other day talking about his saucepans, and he's like, "What are you going on about? <laughs> what are you talking about my saucepans for?" <laughs> and so- saucepan is saucepan lids, kids. Lids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I pointed out someone on a job. It was a guy flew over from uh, I forget where he came, came from, but he had a wig on. And I said, oh, there's matey it's syrup over there. Yeah. And this guy was like, sorry, what? It's like, you know, I love syrup. it. I love syrup. I love it. Syrup and yeah, Irish. Irish jigs, <laughs> another one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's another good one. But yeah, so yeah, just wasting time writing a whole thing just to mess with people now. Just to mute yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's always the best way. What's the bunts on that? Yeah. We're getting a bunts. It's like the bunts and burner, aren't Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> but also the good thing about it is you could do a translated edition just for them yeah just like you know regular english just asterisk underneath explaining what it means <laughs> i remember going down east street market with a mate of mine who was scottish and there was all kinds of that's a score mate i'll have that for a monkey pull me yeah. carpet out was my favorite one and the bloke's going nah, no, completely lost me is there a, is there a way i mean this we're talking like you know proper highbrow technology is there a way to like almost have those 3d glasses you know when you can look through and you see something else and space fly to, to have to have the original sort of text you know so you've got the cockney rhyme yeah. thing, but when they use special oh. glasses they see what it actually really means yeah he's a bit of a james hunt that's what well, sort of thing <laughs> oh yeah. god what you mean? So it creates an image of the description. So of you what would, you're ha- yeah, you'd have the, the the sort of the original sort of Cockney rhyming slang printed, but then when they look over it, it's almost like a decoder glasses. Yeah, so so when just... they read the comic, it's <laughs> actually what it means. Yeah. How much is that kettle, mate? Like, what you, talk- <laughs> you know, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah. There's a picture of a watch yeah. on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> you could if you've got those. You know, like that digital was it digital wasteland where you had like the animated panels in the app. You could have it so when you put the phone over a bubble, it, it showed you the. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. For that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically for your own amusement. <laughs> yeah. And technically, technically, you're only a Cockney. You know, everyone knows this who's listening should know this. You're only a Cockney if you were born within the sound of Bow Bells. 
yeah. and that's very a limit a very limited distance these days with the noise of the big city. So see, see. not everyone from I'm I'm not a Cockney. I'm from West London, but the not everyone is a Cockney because they come from London. I am yeah, very blown important. away every yeah. episode that sometimes someone learns something. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. <laughs> so. so um, so your Kickstarter campaign is running in the next couple of days. Um, Wednesday the 5th, yeah, it goes up. Yeah, the 5th, uh, which will be a couple of days after this episode goes live. What timing? And how long is this campaign running for? Uh, 31 days, I think. That's Again, you can one. see how much how much uh, brain power I put into these things. I can't <laughs> yeah. remember how long that runs I mean, I, uh, the, the weird thing is, like sometimes when I look at a Kickstarter campaign, <laughs> recently I've noticed my eyes are drifting to how long the campaign is going for. Um, now, because like some of them, I know Tony, you 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 guys, you run shorter campaigns. Do you run? Shorter yeah, campaigns? we do actually, and I think people do look at that because they kind of think, oh, that's running thirty-one days, the money will come out of my account in thirty-one days' time. I think there's a bit yeah. of that, isn't there? I think it's we run fourteen days because we kind of got, we know kind of the number we'll get, and we know the people who probably do it, and you know, and it's sort of around amount this amount of backers and that sort of thing. And the, you'll you'll agree with me here, Andy. I'm sure that the middle bit is like is a wasteland of Hell. anxiety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just yeah. refresh Kickstarter and <laughs> yeah. you see it go like you're looking for like one like middle of the night. You wake up like to go for a slash or something, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to refresh the refresh the app. Oh, no one's backed. All right, I'll just check <laughs> yeah. it in five I minutes." Know. It's like the first thing you do in the morning. I um, yeah. But you you watch like there's these other sort of sites where they aggregate all the data, and I think it's called KickTrack, and they they you put it in there and they project. You know, it shows all the statistics of numbers of backers a day and you know amount per backer all this kind of stuff and it starts off giving you a projected amount so but the problem is you get that on the first day and if you make three thousand pounds in the first day it just multiplies it by like the length of your campaign yeah, <laughs> I, I had the you same just thing. watch was... it tick away yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, when i first did viper like i thought oh, fucking this is going to go nuts if it carries on this yeah. route but there's no way it's going to carry out this intensity after like the first couple of dates and it, and it no. doesn't so no you get that flurry of people like friends and and people that were waiting for it and then it's it's please back this please back this and then you get the the ones at the end that were waiting i think the 31 days it just gives you you know you're going to get a, a couple of paydays in that yeah. so it gives people a couple of weeks yeah that's a good idea yeah having money and you but, do get the odd person mid mid campaign yeah. but it's at the start and the finish is when you tend and to get them here's a shout yeah. out to all you people that you know you're going to back these campaigns maybe sometimes give it a few days because then your your pledge might be the one that people like andy and tony and dan are just thinking oh cheers us up cheers yeah <laughs> but then you've got the, the the way it works like you've got that mentality of like people will back to things some people will want to see something that's successful. So unless you're successful on the first day, people yeah. go, well, that thing's fucked. I'm not backing yeah. to that one. That's like, why yeah. so, one where they did like a really low yeah. figure. It's like, oh, we did like 250% on the first day or the first yeah. hour. No. Like, they, yeah, yeah. does that. Like Brian Polito sticks it up and puts it at like $100 target or whatever he does. Yeah. And then it's like Lady Death, like 4,000% funded. <laughs> like, well, yeah, obviously. It's the, it's the, you know, the triangle of like, you know, covers with boobs out, like low target goal. Yeah. yeah. And like a million variants. So yeah. you've just got this perfect storm. The silver foil cover. That's something for that yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. One in a black bag that you've got to buy to see what's in it. 
it's I always think that Lady Death is the one that when you look at Vampirella and um, Red Sonia, they've all they come through that and come out the other side, and they're actually just good good comics now. I always mm. think Lady Death needs to catch up a bit. Yeah, I haven't read yeah. since like, the nineties. Like I, yeah. I remember getting Evil Ernie and and Lady yeah. Death and that kind of stuff because I was obviously like 14 at the time and we, yeah. we read yeah. wizard magazine and like, those characters were always in wizard magazine weren't they yeah yeah. yeah they knew their market yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah 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 it's before the internet so you couldn't access that kind of material elsewhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. now it's free Why did you, the comic uh, I, st- still... I still find it embarrassing to buy in a comic shop if i buy lady death yeah <laughs> well, yeah like buying jugs monthly or something in a news agent. Yeah. I think I'd be less embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just have a copy of that Lady Death? Sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. 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 Lady Death. Well, the one with the her bending over, mate. Yet. The one with her bending yeah. over and her tits out on the cover, mate. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want the naughty variant. Yeah. <laughs> They're selling the fucking thing. They've got no. Like I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that, it's like, uh, is it that, that Woody Allen movie where he goes to buy a porn magazine? He buys two magazines, and then he's standing at the counter, stressing and sweating. And the bloke goes, "Hey, mate, how much is uh, Asian babes?" You know, he shouts across it. It's the one magazine he's bought in the middle. Yeah, cracking. <laughs> Mind you, now we know the truth about Woody Allen. No, <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Back uh, to the only nothing against books. anyone that buys Lady Death. I'm sure there are people that genuinely yeah, enjoy it exactly, and yeah. those kind of books. Yeah, but you're weird still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was joking with Jeffro and a couple of other people actually. When we did the next Star Bastard campaign, we were gonna put up a naughty variant, like just sort of like a question mark mystery, like buy the extra sexy naughty variant and you know, not reveal it until it ships. And then these people would get it and it would just literally be a close up of like cock and bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I didn't spoil like that. that old logo cover. Yeah. The uh yeah, I know what you mean. Well, me, Dan rants about this occasionally, don't you, Dan? What the uh, nudie ladies? The uh, the um, the shameless. Just yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of I find it galling at times when there's a, a book that's and like twenty thirty thousand dollars, and it's essentially just loads of nudie pinups of like the girls in the comic or the women in the comic, and there's fan service, and I think, oh fuck it, there's some people that really toiling away trying to make cross yeah. storylines mm. and give messages that actually mean something. And then you got people just selling TNA and that's well, one reason about that resisting it. Like, yeah, you know, you want to do it, don't you, to make the money? But then, like, I have people on Damsel like going, you know, hey, just really dig this, but like, are you going to do any like topless covers like <laughs> yeah. for this campaign? And I was just like, nah, I don't think so, mate. Right? Yeah. Cosplay, <laughs> that's covers. not the market. Yeah. Well, oh. I've got a cosplay one for the next one, but it's Good man. not it's not nice. of that variety. Yeah, yeah. 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 I checked. There was no only fans first. <laughs> we had that, didn't we, Dan? Recently, guys, we had that with um, was it like it was a, it was an actual comic, but they were doing boys Omar, you know, the series, the boys, yes, the TV series, so, yeah. as yeah, opposed to comic. They were doing is it Starlight variants for the covers of their books? Oh yeah, yeah. You can't like, yeah, sexy but ones. like topless Starlight variant. But it's like your character dress, their character dressed up like Starlight, and their characters just have to be like a blonde woman who looks pretty much identical to Starlight. So <laughs> yeah, you can't really get away with that. Yeah. there's some weird stuff on kickstarter recently they used to be really hot on you know what they put on there but there's been that, some yeah. blatant ip theft on there recently like there was like a star wars book up there and there's some oh, okay. crazy stuff out there i don't know how it slips through but yeah we yeah. saw a marvel one recently didn't we guys it didn't remember? Have, it was... is it wolverine that's it yeah it's, it's parody but 
It's like it's very thinly they, veiled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, but this Star Wars one was literally it had the Star Wars logo and it like created it was using existing Star Wars characters with this guy's new one that he'd made. And it was like this whole you know, whole thing. Um, I'd have thought I Disney think it got come down on that. They yeah. maybe don't like that. I hate yeah. it when I hate it when Kickstarter ban people. It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it, Tony? <laughs> yeah. But you're up there now. Did you get unbanned? Uh, well, technically, we create another account. This is from Rebute Press. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, Adam, Adam did it. We did decide just we should have one just for tribute, so we did it for tribute. So technically, we weren't gaming the system, but uh, it seems yeah. to have got through fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was yeah. under uh, Adam's account. Yeah, yeah. So he's the one who got blacklisted, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony's completely safe. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So obviously, um, look for. Um, we'll put links in the show notes, of course, and you know, yep. people who are checking out this show later in the week. The the damsel uh, from distress campaign is available now, so go and check it out. Um, just give us a quick spiel for you know what the comic actually is for those people who might be interested in it, Andy. So uh, Dazzle from Distress is kind of what you'd get if you threw like uh, a bit of Bond, a bit of Zelda, you know, a bit of Man from Uncle, which is where the, you know, the name came from, and a bit of Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. You get this, uh, this young agent um, who is sort of, uh, she's, she's, you know, the, the, the hotshot agent from the agency, and she's sent out all these missions, you know, usually has to sort of pretend to be a damsel in distress uh, to sort of sneak her way in, you know, it's one of her party tricks. But it's it's very much a sort of, um, it's an adventure comedy um, about her, you know, family secrets and, you know, her discovering who she is and a bit about her past. But um, it's got a it's got a talking uh, toad in it and a bluebird that sounds like Phil Mitchell. So if that doesn't sell it. Awesome. <laughs> it goes dogging. Yeah. There's a, there's a deleted dogging scene. You have to keep PG-13. <laughs> You pay extra. Get the, speak, get that speaking the of the man from speaking of the man from Uncle, here's a pop pop culture question for you. There's a, there was a series called The Girl from Uncle. Oh, who, yeah, wow. who played Shit. who played the girl from Uncle? Fuck, I I do you know what I saw this the other day. I don't yeah. know. I didn't even comic from Dell, I think. Um, oh fuck. Uh, no, it's gone from my mind. Who was it, Tony? It was Stephanie Powers from Heart to Heart. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it's quite sexy. I have no idea why. A whole I... series? Yeah, it must have been like a pilot or something. Did it have a whole? It was one. No, it was one season. I think. I think it ran one season. Yeah. I don't think it was ever shown over here. I think it was only in the states. I think. Oh, one of those. Yeah. 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 I'm just waiting for the reboot of Manimal. That's all I care about. Um... Manny, Manny person. It's coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> God. There were some legit special effects on that show. No, they weren't. Yeah. But what do we know? Wasn't well, I mean, they were legitimately the actual special effects, but they weren't brilliant, were they? Uh, yeah. Essentially, they just used the same ones. It was like Power Rangers. They just used the same transformation sequence against like a coloured screen every time, well, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, because they spoiled spoil all the budget on one transformation sequence, and then they're just going to use that to death. Then he just dropped well, the pack. Like the they just used stock footage for all the battles, like yeah. helicopter yeah. blowing up. Yeah, I mean, how many times do we see that that um, that camouflage do just fly through the air from an explosion? <laughs> you know, the, um, was it um, Dukes of Hazard didn't film any car chases in the last season? 
They just used ones from the original first three seasons. Oh, really? Same yeah. with, uh, in that abomination of a series of Airwolf season three, they didn't have access to like the, the helicopter, so they had to use action sequences from the first two series. Oh, uh, right. No, no, that, okay. I, Dan, you obviously feel quite... I mean, you use the word abomination. You're quite bitter about that, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, they just took out virtually all the stars. And... Yeah. I mean, I will. I will say, Airwolf was one of those ones that I remember it when I was a kid, and then, um, obviously, as a uh, grown-up, should we say, I watched the pilot, and I just watched it thinking, with grown-up eyes, I was just thinking, Jesus, they are murdering lots of people in this pilot. <laughs> <laughs> when he uses a fucking Gatling gun on the bag. That happens in pilots, so don't they? They go full murdery in pilots, and then when it comes to the, yeah. you know, the yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they get the focus group that says, "Yeah, I don't think we can sell toys based on yeah. this." Yeah. yeah, let's not call <laughs> it manual. Let's call it Manny Person. That's the sort of thing that they come up with in focus groups. Isn't it? I can't remember Airwolf to be honest. I got like, when I think of it, I think of that and Firefox at the same time. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I always think of Blue Thunder as well as another one like. Oh yeah, that's Street Boy Shider, isn't it? That's you it. Know what I mean? yeah. Blue Thunder's got quite a nice, well, interesting premise behind it, like the militarization of the police and oh, right, uh, okay. push like military weapons into the police and I mean, it's, it's talking, got some nice things in it yeah we're talking dan's language dan i mean if you've read viper, viper people then you you know that dan loves this shit okay. i was yeah, going a sexy robocop comic this week yeah it's fucking amazing t thank you <laughs> that's right uh what, what i was pretty tell a sexy thing. robocop comic well <laughs> who, who drew it it was uh i haven't got it to hand i've got it on the bookshelf over there uh it's etched in my memory every single page of that comic because I, I was down with anecdotes and went I've got a feeling it's Mark. Is it Mark Texera? Someone like that, isn't it? No, I don't think it is. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, shit. I can't see it. I've got a stack of books over there. That's right. Uh, okay. We've all, we're all surrounded by so stacks of books somewhere that we need to yeah. read. I've yeah. got the, bloody, the scumbag here ready to read. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I've not read that. That's oh, brilliant. You, you, yeah. you, it will be right up your... Straight. Yeah, you. I think, yeah, yeah, I can see it, it being one. up. Yeah, it's one where I looked at it and went, ah, okay, this is like a good version of mine. No, it's, <laughs> it is very different. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, it yeah. is different. <laughs> Lampooned in certain areas of Twitter and yeah. made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw some good screen grabs. They do, it does look funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I think uh, I mean this would be a lovely chat, and and we've definitely talked a lot about some process that we haven't discussed before. So um, <laughs> be sure to follow Andy on um, Twitter. Where can people follow you, actually? Well, we'll do it again at the end uh, of the show, but I like to put it in yeah. the middle as well. So I got a website. I got this got this website that I finally set up over lockdown that I do not update. So it's it's uh, useless, but it's glimpsandcomics.com. Um, and that's got an email on it, which is super exciting. But then um, I guess Twitter, which is just at Andrew Clemson. And it's... Oh, yeah. um, Again, it will mostly be pushing other people's stuff, but I will have links to my own stuff in between. So like a self-promotion sandwich. Oh, That's how we speak, word. isn't it, Twitter? That's how we go, yeah. An SPS, yeah, yeah. a self-promotion sandwich. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Look at that. I just, I've, got, I've got a copy of Wizard in front of me, and I first page I opened it is Fan Art of Lady Death. <laughs> By Timmy, age 12. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> who's becoming a man as he's, he's quite overdressed. Timmy, age forty, yeah. that you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone knows where Timmy is now. There's some artists that actually went in. There was appeared in Wizard, and they went on to become. Yeah, there was a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to look at that yeah. one day. 
Unfortunately, I don't have that those names to hand. Gallery so. corner. We'll we'll look it up. We'll do research. Man, I sent I sent a picture in. I remember sending a picture of Spawn into into Wizard. Oh, nice. That was my jam oh, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. I don't think it got published there. Shame on them. Look at them now. Where are they and where are you? Yeah, You're here. Well, I worked us. very hard to bring the end of Wizard about just because of that. So, <laughs> okay. Rightly so. Yeah. Andrew Clemson, Wizard Killer. Um, yeah. Hey, there's a there's a book name. That's the sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's the sequel. Um, and you're going to find out what Andy um, is going to recommend to you, lovely people, soon enough because we've got some great books to recommend this week. But before that, um, we, shout outs. What shout outs have we got, James? We've got a few this week, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. So I go. I mean, you always sound so enthusiastic, Tony. When I say what shout outs we got, and you're like, yeah, because yeah. you go, oh, you got loads. The uh, I got uh, brilliant drink and draw. Thank you to everyone who came on Friday. It was very amusing. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It was a good laugh. Um, and did you want to do the the bit that f- follows on from that, V? Well, I can indeed. Um, well, with my first shout out because it it will lead into another drink and draw. There's a special drink and draw coming soon. Yeah, and it's a tie in with um, Lawless. The Bunker Edition, should we say. Saturday, 15th of May, 2021. Yes, Lawless, obviously, is, is a great show that um, originally was sort of um, 2000 AD. Um, and yeah, it's sort of British comics now, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, just... it's now opened up to British comics and stuff. And, yeah, they're just putting the good work out and they're taking their convention digitally and they're having lots of great sort of... Um, it's given lots of interviews and lots of YouTube videos and stuff. And they, they, loads of stuff going on. Uh, for instance, there's an interactive colour demo with John Charles. There's a history of British comics with David Roach, Steve Holland, Paul Gravett, John Freeman. And that's hosted oh, by Tony, Tony Foster. Uh, there's the a Rock of the Reds panel with John Wagner, Dan Cornwall and Jim Campbell, hosted by Steve Hargett. An interview with Pat Mills and Ian Kennedy, hosted by Philip Vaughan and Peter Adamson. And there's Lawless After Dark with Simon Bisley, hosted by Joanne Alexander. Um, God save us all. <laughs> what, what, with Bisley? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never met Simon Bisley. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah. Which is what I, I bumped into him drunk once at um, Earl's Court train station. He was desperately trying to look for the train to sort of watch him. You just what, That sounds him. creepy, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. But you can watch all of those creators, and there's going to be. A, just stay tuned for more you can go to lawlesscomiccon.co.uk um, but to tie into that um, the, the next drink and draw is going to be um, to coincide yep. with lawless okay. and uh, <laughs> yes because the awesome drink and draw gets lawless with I am the draw is what we, yep, we like that <laughs> don't we yeah, yeah, that, we took, that a took a lot of alcohol to think of that one yeah um, <laughs> Yes, it's going to be the awesome pod, a drink and draw, in conjunction with Lawless. So, there's, as always, it's going to be happening the Friday, Friday the 14th. Um, we'll be putting out um, some details of how... You, I mean, as always, the drink and draws, are, they're free to anyone who wants to join, and they're always yeah. a good laugh, as Tony, you know, Tony Fridays was fantastic. I, mean, I couldn't make it this Friday. Yeah, but. yeah it, was good. it was a very good chuckle. Sue, Sue who runs um, Lawless, came along and... Uh, she she messaged just saying out what a chuckle it was. Yeah, it was a good laugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's open to anyone and everyone. Just turn up, just just draw, drink, ha- have a laugh amongst uh, sort of like comics folk. If we get enough, then everyone there'll be like because 
anyone who's used Zoom will know that if you have too many people on screen, you don't know where to look. So we've got that covered with wonderful Tom, <laughs> Tom Curry, uh, at this chucklehead. He will be announcing more details as well. But it's, it's, it's going to be great stuff. There may be some I mean, special you, guests. That, that yeah, hopefully. Us. Yeah, that's we're trying to plan something. But you don't yeah. necessarily have to share your art or anything, yeah. do you? We don't. Yeah. We won't give you a hard time yeah. if you don't want to. But if you want to, we've got the facility. You can obviously show it if you're doing it in a traditional way, or you can screen share as well. Yeah. If you doing we, it we've had we've had people sort of. Um, just sometimes they're just lettering or they're just inking or they're just yeah. working on the flatting comics or, flatting yeah, going on. Just yeah, do whatever. it's, it's yeah. a great sort of it's a great sort of social event i think for for, for comic yeah. people to get i think together. sarah was having trouble with her um procreate on her laptop and or her ipad and everyone helped her with that yeah um, which there was a lots to... of shouts of um just move your hand up a bit up and down a bit quicker that sort yeah. of thing which did make me laugh yeah it, as you can tell it's it's very grown up <laughs> um, and we'll probably, you know, we'll probably just create a little hashtag for it because we're well modern and shit. And then you post it, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. people can post out their artwork and stuff. And you know, after drinking draws, I always have a look to see what there's amazing artwork that gets posted after these drinking draws, which is great. So stay tuned for more information on that, and, and be sure to look out for the Lawless Con because it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, also, have we got any other shouts? I got a couple. So Go cosplayer that doomed the earth issue three. I've just got through from Dan Harris. Um, I love this series. Yeah, Dan's great. class act, isn't he? He knows what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. yeah, always worth following on Instagram. But I think this. I think it's um, one that he did for his patrons. But I think it's going to be released as well. I'm not sure in what form at the moment. But uh, it's another fab issue. And uh, selfishly, thanks to everyone who's backed Atomic Hercules Weapon of Mass Destruction. When you read the comic, you'll realise what the weapon is. Um, but yeah, we funded in under, I think it was under 20 hours. So, that sounds uh, like a threat when you say it like that. Well, it kind of is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we funded under 20 hours, so that's very cool. So thanks, everyone. Yeah. 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 Um, another Kickstarter, just a shout out, is, is and it's had to be, had to talk about this, is the, the culmination of the Samurai Slasher, 250 plus pages of, of horror comics by Mike Garley and a murderer's row, literally, of artists um the samurai slasher collected is finally out now so ch- check out that i've placed for mine just because i wanted just you know M- mike always knows what he's doing when it yeah. comes to kickstarters and stuff anyway so yeah is there new material in that as well as the old stuff or do you know um do you know what? i i pledged i just thought i just want the book so i just pledged you want it all in one yeah, go yeah yeah there, yeah there will be um plenty of stuff on there so go, go check out the campaign because it'll be well worth it and he he delivers as well he's pretty on top of delivering stuff and samurai slashes was just one of the great sort of indie creations like character creations of the past few years i think so um definitely check that out um any others before we get on to the you'd have that one but i've got another one alex automatic volume one trade there's both of mine gone brilliant (laughs) (laughs) shall i pass this one over to you Driven mad by illegal government experiments, a young agent believes he's a robot super spy hero of a 70s TV show, Alex Automatic. Uh, it's by Fraser Campbell, and you can go check that out now. Uh, obviously, stick that in uh, the show notes. Yep, yep. There's going to be a plenty of show notes this week. My final one uh, is a book that Dave Cook has put out, a digital only, uh, called Funding Comics, A Guide to Marketing, Running, and Fulfilling a Comic Book Kickstarter. Uh, and that's a Gumroad book. I've yet to buy it myself, but I'm going to get it this week. But uh, as you well know, Dave has run several uh, Kickstarters, and they've all done really well. Yeah, you can buy this 109-page book and see what secrets uh, and gems of information it has has for you. I mean, and, and I think it guarantees your project will get um, yeah a, a movie adaptation if you get that book as well. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a big claim. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I can't wait to see that that adaptation of his thing though. That would be yeah. an amazing TV mm. show. Yeah, I did see the uh, little animation clip that the studio had done previously, and if it's done like that, it'd be fantastic. So they yeah, did love uh, love and robots, didn't they? Yeah. Ah, really? Okay. So yeah, it should be pretty good. Speaking of pretty good. <laughs> well, how's that for a segue, eh? Um, we're going to send you lovely people off with a nice wish list of comics to check out. As always, the guest goes first. So, Andy, what would you like to recommend to our lovely listeners? So, the, the I read a book the other day, um, and it was called Ultra Mega. Um, yeah, love it, man. Yeah. Oh, yes. But um, it's got like two issues. I just I read the, the first two. I don't know if there's any more out, but. Um, it was a James Harron book. I, I saw it. It was like a, a trad more variant, the one that I picked up. But um, it's just, I just blew my mind. It was, you know, a big book for single issues as well. And it's kind of like a sort of kaiju versus Ultraman kind of, you know, um, reimagining like what would happen if, you know, someone killed off all the, the sort of Ultraman characters. Like, I just blew me away. The art and the concept and everything was it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's amazing that but we talked about that a few weeks ago and it's um yeah it's it's quite the thing in it yeah it really yeah, is some yeah. people have just been posting like pages of it just going my god yeah um, yeah it was just little things like you know the you know when they the the giant ultraman type characters like lose like a hand or bleed like it literally like people are drowning from the blood and then it's sort <laughs> of sort of scabbing over and people are getting like trapped in the scabs and stuff like it's just insane. oh that end of it yeah you're like oh my god I've yet yeah. to read yeah. it. I, I've but yet yeah. to read it. It's the yeah. I'm I'm the same as you, Dan. I don't, I don't really, It's the fact that I really want to read it, but I want to read it in physical. I think because the Dang. price of the digital slightly sort of. It's, it's price a price of digital. Yes, yeah, exactly, man. I'd be careful about waiting on it because I think it will sell out. I think. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I read most stuff digital just because it, I can't get a lot of stuff. Like yeah. I've got one place and it does Marvel and DC and stuff like that. But so I tend to get everything digital. Yeah. Is there any restrictions on what's sold over there, dude? Just out of interest, on or comics? Not so much. Like it used right. to be, like in the, like you know, as growing up, you know, you you got everything was censored. Like they would cut kisses out of films and all this kind of stuff. Well, but like okay. um, now, not so much. I think just because you can get everything on the internet, so it's kind of like, what's the point? Like it's yeah. you know, you, yeah, you can go on Netflix and see what you want. So it's um, there's not really any any uh you know major you know of of, of stuff you know normal okay. stuff stuff that you wouldn't yeah. get in the darker corners corners of the internet but um but yeah comics wise no you pretty much get everything oh, that's um, good if you, if you order it and send it but you've got to add the shipping and all that kind of stuff so. oh okay yeah 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 which you know you've got to do in bulk like i so i have a thing in the states where i can send stuff to it and then when there's enough they'll send a box okay yeah. uh, otherwise okay. You're, you're spending like 20 dollars a comic yeah, to get it out. yeah, get you. Mm. Yeah, I wonder whether DCBS or someone like that is worth you looking into because I think they're quite good for shipping. Um, What's that? DCBS. DCBS, yeah, discount discount comic book service. I think they give right. huge discounts on a lot of their comics, so it bumps down the shipping cost. Oh uh, right, okay. I keep meaning to look into it for myself actually. Yeah, you know, I hear, I hear, I know a couple of comics friends who are in Ireland and they get them from the states because I, I used to hear that. Yeah, the states. Yeah, because it's big in the states, isn't it? A lot of yeah. like, um, American podcasts talk about it, but I don't know how easy it is to get 
to use that service. Yeah, my mind is in Dublin. He gets his, and he reckons it's cheap. It comes out as cheaper with the discount. Um, knocks down the shipping, therefore it runs cheaper than buying it from a local comic shop, um, which is in, an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tend to read the singles digitally, and then I, you know, stuff I enjoy, I buy the trade and yeah, get the trade the shipped. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I just wait and then order it from the states, and then you know, get ten at a go or something like that. Yeah, yeah. they're the, they're the company that took over when uh, Diamond left for a while, didn't they? Yeah, they were one of the major oh, okay. distributors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Ultra Mega, which I see that the first issue has just dropped a little bit in price, so I'm going to get my hands on that. Yeah, get it, man. It's great. Uh, but the other, the other one I was going to suggest, I don't know if you guys read much Kyle Starks, but like, I just, yeah. I, I reread Sex Castle. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> we love yeah, Kyle. We had him on, God, three years ago, I reckon. Yeah, now, when, it? Well, what, what book yeah. was it we um, coincided that with? It was the, one with the, the ninja one. No, it was the, the martial yeah, arts one. The one in the tower, wasn't it? Was it Kill Em All? That's sick. Or so... oh. oh, right. Um, yeah, the, the, the other good out. one is Rock Candy Mountain. That's, that's fantastic. right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. a recent one. That was the one he was that, doing the, when he came on, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a line in that which is one of my favourites. He's like watching a fight, and he says, "Oh my god, he's got punch diarrhea, and their faces are the toilet bowls." <laughs> <laughs> like that's Eisner. Like that should get an award for yeah. that kind of description. He did that uh, Karate Prom, which was released yeah. digital. I, I really enjoyed that too. Yeah, they're always good. And old head, that's his newest one, I think. So yeah, yeah, they're always worth checking out. Great, yeah. Do you got? Do you guys follow Ben Mara on Twitter, on uh, Instagram rather? Pardon me. Oh, I think you so. should. You should. You, you what? What we mean by yesterday is right up your street. If you like Starks, you'll love it. It's like oh, really? a daily four daily four panel strip. It's fucking mental. But oh, it's it. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay. up to number four eight eight at the moment, but it's just genius. Yeah, I only really, I rarely go on Instagram. Like again, I'm terrible at it. There's um, Stuart Eminen's got a great uh, comic on Instagram. Oh, God, okay, yeah. uh, um, Grass of Parnassus, I think Parnassus. it's called. Oh, I know. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, they do actually... that. That's really good because yeah. he's just top of my you know list of favorite artists. And I did yeah, actually you know, I'll just take them a while a while ago. I did message them about that Grass of Parnassus, but they're just so busy. That we couldn't. Oh yeah. Get him on. yeah, yeah. I think I was, he just does it because he enjoys it. Like, yeah, I just don't, it's completely. It's yeah, that's what things. Mara does actually. Yeah. yeah, I actually find Instagram much much less a place of people going, "Oh, look at me." I've actually found it just about the art, which I kind of enjoy it more for. I think these days. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Did I send you an Instagram comment where you're getting your hair cut, Tony? Yeah, you sent me one where a man's getting a finger up his bum. Yeah. That's Arse of Parnassus. Yeah, oh, it's a new okay. Tilly Walden book. You know, it's. Uh... <laughs> oh God! Right. Who, who? Who's next? Who wants to recommend their book next? Go on, V. You go. Oh, yeah, oh thank you. Um, well, I'm going to talk about one that I mentioned. I, I picked up um, from the bookstore uh, a couple of weeks ago. Or oh, a week. I don't know what is time. Uh, I finally got round to reading Beowulf. The adaptation of Beowulf uh, by um, Image Comics, but it's by Santiago Garcia and David Rubin. Um, I was talking to the guys before. I mean, I'm not necessarily. I don't know David Rubin's work, but David Rubin was the artist, which Tony schooled me on. Um, it's something that they don't um, say in the credits of the book. Yeah, it's weird that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the credits are edited by Image Comics, designed David Rubin, layouts Manuel Bartual, scans Jose Domingo and Sarah Solano, translation Sam Stone and Joe Keating. Um, Joe Keating is um, that's his image writer, isn't he? Is it yeah, yeah he's right, the same it? guy. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Lettering, yeah. Jared Fletcher. And it's got all the um, links and stuff in it as well. This is like an oversized... I mean, the Beowulf story, 
we all know it, don't we? Uh, in some ways, I mean, I've never read the original. <laughs> it just, isn't it? Isn't Beowulf one of the oldest known? Oh uh, yeah, I think it's called something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, one, it's one of the first um, stories ever sort of put down on paper or something like that. I think Beowulf is. Was that before Action Comics one then? Um, no, I, th- I think that is literally the first one. Oh, that's good. Uh, a week, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Predated, yeah, predated by a yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, it is. Um, I mean, as it says in the book, men have told his story for centuries. Beowulf is the poem. Uh, from which English literature was born. For more than a thousand years, it has inspired generations of writers from J.R. Tolkien to Hollywood filmmakers. Um, and uh, basically, it's a new telling of that. Um, they say um, they bring it, the epic poem, to the 21st century. And when you say something like that in your synopsis, I think, oh, is this setting it in the modern world? It's not. It is just telling It's telling the Beowulf story. And um, fuck me, this book's glorious. <laughs> To look at yeah it's not dry at all we don't think of it as going to be like old literature dry it's not it's like fucking yeah. full-on yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a full-on sequential easy to follow i know sometimes when people read like real old sort of style literature or, or text you know the prose is very difficult to read because it is of the time isn't it and, um, yeah. but this this is quite simple to follow you know exactly where you are um it is glorious and brutal as fuck um there is there is gore there is there are there is blood there is carnage there is the classic scene of when beowulf um and you, you got the classic you know it follows all those tropes you know beowulf and his and his clan of badasses turn up to a, the Norse village and just all i'm here to kill your monster and when he first meets the monster grendel um, which is one such an original sort of um, design for this creature as well. Almost looks like something that's slightly Geiger-esque in kind of ways. You know, like, like what the creature looked like in uh, Species. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Species. Um, it's like that. You know, there's tendrils and you can see sinews and everything. Um, and there's just a massive fight where Beowulf face, faces off against Grendel, completely naked, just ass to the wind, because um, he was sleeping at the time when this thing came in. And there is just, and the fight is like almost twenty pages. It, you, you can tell. Seems a bit barbaric, doesn't he? Own pajamas. <laughs> he may have had pajamas, but you know, maybe it was a warm night, Tony. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but I like to wear something because I'm scared of my dog biting my junk, though. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, he'll, he'll have that completely off in one go. Great, real fear. Yeah, that is a real fear. Oh, if, you, if you Google image search it, that's literally the first thing that pops up is him oh, naked nice. fighting. Yeah, because yeah. I've looked at it so many times. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's absolutely astounding though because it's oversized as well. The sort of whether it be the the graphic violence or the you know the windswept sort of landscapes, just everything you know, the, the cold, harsh sort of Nordic sort of snowstorms. It's it's an onslaught onto your eyes. It is sort of it's, it totally sort of overcomes you sometimes. You're just looking at these pages, and th- there are a couple of pages that are just just red. You know, you can almost see the the sort of blood cells themselves, and it's just it's just a stunning book. You know, um, that's just the color palette goes from from blues to reds to greens, not using shadows. Um, it's gloriously told. Um, I think it's a very accessible. Um, telling of Beowulf, um, I would say, you know, I don't need to see the story again. This is this has given me what I need in terms of that. Uh, not that I'm a, 
I'm a huge fan of it. But there was a there was a real cool meta moment at the very end of the book that I just want to highlight, which I, I think is just really cool. The, the story ends, and you have the um, there's a couple of black pages, and then you have a lot of panels that sort of open up on the the story as it's told on the old parchment, and then there's a panel of the story being told once again but it's been translated and it's typed out and it's in a prose book and then the next panel shows the tra- a, a version of it in a script format and then there's a panel of seeing the sketches and it sort of shows the legacy of this this original tale becoming the book that you're holding in your hands now because it you know it shows it even shows the emails of like you know the the sort of creators talking to one another before the book goes through a printing press, so it shows the original sort of Beowulf story all those thousands, you know thousands of years ago to what you're holding in your hands now, which I thought was a real nice touch and just mm. showed the legacy, you know, the actual physical legacy of this this tale, which you know some people probably think, oh yeah, I know that story, but they don't know, you know, this is a true classic story. Um, and for me, it's got one of the best, co- you know, from from an aesthetic perspective, it's got one of the best covers ever that I've, <laughs> that I've seen. Where you see the the sort of shape of the warrior's face, but underneath that, you can see the monster that he's fighting. Glorious, glorious. I, I, it I just... reminded me of that cover of. Do you remember when uh, Jim Lee did that image book that you could scratch and it came off in a bit sort of yeah. red blood? Yeah, it, I mean, it reminded me a bit of that actually. Yeah, yeah. Sort of drenched in it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. It's very much. And there isn't a flashy font for the the title or anything, you know. The the story tells it does does the work for you, which great great stories should. So if you see it in your, um, this totally passed me by. I think it came out last year, didn't it? Tony? I think. Yeah, if not even maybe the year before, actually, dude. I, yeah, I think. I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, what I've got here is a second printing, which came out yeah end of last year. But yeah, okay. look for it. It's just an image book. So you'll you'll see it in uh, any good bookstore or order it, but. If it passed you by, I think it will sit proudly on your bookshelf because it is a—it's just a glorious tone. You can just come and back. we're great believers. Anything that's a translated book is going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, we're sort of yeah. believing that heavily now, don't we? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And that seems what this is. This was an original Spanish, yeah, um, telling of Beowulf that they've just the image of translated for you know the English they, English speakers. Are they all this oversized hardcover version? Is that, is I mean, that the, the one, one I got. Mine's is, a soft cover, actually. Yeah, mine's a yeah. soft cover, but it is oversized. We're talking. Careful, you don't buy a foreign unless you speak Spanish. Careful yeah. with. Uh, there's a couple of foreign language ones on sale on Amazon and stuff. I yeah. do not. Yeah. Like most yeah. English people, I just shout slowly. <laughs> good. good idea. That's what <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they, they yeah. understand secretly, yeah. don't they? Yeah. But it's a it's a gorgeous book. Well worth well worth checking out. So that's my one. Yeah. Good. I've got a worthy mention, and then do you want, should I do my worthy mention, and then you do yours, Dan, and then oh yeah, go back to mine. So my worthy mention is something I keep harping on about. If you haven't bought this, something wrong with you. Barry Winter Smith's Monsters, um, absolutely incredible. This is this is. I think we said last year this is going to be the book of twenty twenty one, and it is. It's really shaping up that way. Uh, it's three hundred odd pages, black and white, densely densely written, densely drawn. It's it's just incredible. Get on it. There you go. There you go. Damn. Awesome. Uh, Mahoney's issue four, uh, the last stand part two of a four part story is drawn, uh, written by Rich Carrington and drawn by Brian S. Dawson. I've got to say, Brian's artwork just goes from strength to strength. Yeah. It's really kind of like the the change from 
one to uh, issue four now. It's it's still the same style, but it's all tightened up and just got better and improved. It's hard to kind of describe. You know how you see an artist who works in a particular style and they just improve. They don't radically change what they're doing. They just get uh, a lot better at it. And uh, it's just a really fun fun book. If you like Mahoney's, it's it's more of the same. Uh, a good little read. Uh, the right. Sorry, Brian, uh, that draws Mahoney's, he did the layouts on that crossover book we did. That Star oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. That's yeah, some weird. of the layouts are uh, nice going on. I mean, uh, he does quite a lot of like panel breaks. Uh, I don't do too much of that, but uh, it's, it's a nice little tool. So I, this was from a Kickstarter, but uh, no, Mitch, you'd be able to pick these up when cons open up or directly from him. And I believe, is Mahoney's on? Mahoney's is on uh comic house so you can yeah <laughs> yep. you can read it on I'm there i'm not sure if this yeah. issue is but the preceding ones are no, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so there you go yeah nice okay tony take us home uh my final one is one uh called tales from the straits blood fabric is written and illustrated by adrian ashimi full disclosure adrian's one of my favorite people in the world um he's um we're old friends he's a new he's a malay he comes from a malaysian family but lives in new york he's a quite a prolific storyboarder he's done some of the marvel movies i think and he does stuff with um robert redford and he's quite he's quite the thing but after years of um wanting to tell the stories from his homeland he started telling these and this is a um, 125 120 pages black and white i think some of the listeners were members of his patreon i certainly was and um you got a lot of it on there but uh Actually, I actually, I read it yesterday. I had to ring him. I was so blown away. It's uh, so chuffed. Do you know what I mean? It's it's really good. Um, it's a story from the 15th century Straits of Malacca in Malaysia, uh, aka Malaysia. Adrian's from Malaysia, um, and he he really has a passion for the history and the story of it. And it is really an exciting era. It's um, it's akin. It's not Japanese and it's not Chinese, but it's akin to the sort of folklore of some something like Yojimbo where a man walks into a town, you know, the stranger walks into a town, you know, um, like a Western. It's, it's essentially, a, a, you know, formulated, structured a bit like a Western sort of thing. It starts off with a batik salesman, um, which is a sort of um, ornamental cloth, you know, um, heavily designed cloth walking in the coast. And he, he meets this musician and they travel together. And this musician is has a bronze flute that he plays with great skill and impresses everyone. And I think the secret is that not only is he a musician and plays his flute, he's also like an absolutely crazy kick-ass warrior. You know, and he actually uses his bronze flute to defend himself as well as blades and stuff. Um, and some bandits attack, and the old man is um, is badly beaten, and the musician fights them off. And uh, he takes the old man back to his house in the village. And it turns out that there's this war going on between bandits, the local government, and um the people of this town and the musician decides to stay and you it slowly is revealed that he is more than just this um more than the man who just entertains people by playing on the flute and uh and it just gets it it it, it starts off as something you think is like, oh, maybe a bit like yusagi ajimbo you know they were two men meet in the meet walking walking a track you know yeah. and they become friends and it's a bit like yeah. that but it builds and builds and builds and it, the ending there's an end sequence it's 20 odd pages of just bloodthirsty battle it's just incredible um he really draws you into it with um the characters and there's a little um who's who at the start of it uh, like so you can you know the, the names you, you can pick out who the names are but the faces are always recogn- recognizable and there's a glossary of terms at the back which is i found really interesting for somebody who sort of grew up in books where you needed a glossary to work out you know different things and different people and different foods and different you know this sort of thing i thought it was really good and 
but it becomes something of a almost like a thriller almost a soap opera amongst the people in the town and there's romances going on people are hiding their true the true um, intentions and there's a, a warrior woman who uses these blades that ha- are on a little ring around her thumb and she she sort of throws them with great skill and uh, there's there's a there's a fight between her and the, the musician at the end of it um just incredible but it, it ties into historical moments and societal and uh, community moments it's, i never knew this but there's a there's a moment where they 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 have their their form of gambling in this town is they have stag beetles fight each other and it's played as a um a metaphor for what's going on in the town it's really really clever i would say if you like stuff like lone wolf and carb or yusagi jimbo something like that based on no there's no fantastical element in it it's just warriors and um honor and bandits and a town and stuff like you really you'll really dig it it's um got incredible sequences that interlock with other sequences and um yeah i i I rang adrian afterwards i said man this is just i'm just really chuffed that i know you this is just brilliant i absolutely love it there's a blade called a keris now which is um a sort of sharp fighting blade which i'm going to try and order on the internet in a minute um (laughs) is um yeah it's it's i think he's probably going to kickstart it at some point if you are lucky enough to be part of the patreon you'll probably get a did you probably got a digital copy in your inbox i think um ian ashcroft i think is a member of that and uh johnny cannon cut other people but if you want to find out more about adrian adrian hashimi a-d-r-i-a-n so adrian then hashimi is h-a-s-h-i-m-i adrian hashimi or one word on instagram and you'll find it and uh yeah just blew me away best thing i've read for ages really good there you go nice wow. nice one. Loads, great. Of, loads of great comics for you to check can out. can i can i just throw another one in there oh, sure, sure. Yeah. of course email there was like a book that came out it was on kickstarter um like a big anthology called tales from the quarantine um during during lockdown and i think it's basically got everyone working on it i had a couple of stories in it um and i think you know it's got hundreds of people on it and i know that's sort of coming they're doing a a, an order for that like the shop's opening um for people that missed it on Kickstarter and that That's the guy cool. running it is donating all the profits to like the NHS and all this kind of stuff. Oh, so it's quite oh, awesome. Yeah. That's Jordan, Jordan, isn't it? Is it Jordan? No, it's, that was, that was Jordan did quarantine. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Thing. But this was uh, Fraser, Fraser Brown sort of ran this and okay. uh, Matt Hardy, who uh, edits uh, Bet Noir with me, he's now come on as, you know, to sort of wrangle and, and edit a lot of the stuff. So um, it's, it's literally got, God, I can't remember what it was. Two hundred people on it. Like, oh, I think wow, it's a okay, it's yeah. a two hundred page book with like one page stories. Yeah. So they it's got people like Sean Phillips and Charlie Adlard, and then basically uh, everyone from the sort of indie world is sort of in it. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out, uh, um, getting a copy because it he, he's going to be donating all the money to, to charity. So it's, yeah, um, stuff, man. that's a cool book. But yeah. I don't think it's up yet because they you know it's bigger than they they plan it to be but i think it's going up in the next week so it's definitely worth cool. checking out that yeah okay. um, especially i think it's red cabin comics on twitter but cool. yeah, nice. look. So nice stay, stay tuned for that especially for such a good cause as well so there you go even more even more bang for your buck this week so uh yeah we're we're hitting a stride yay <laughs> now the summer the, the summer is in the in the horizon Although I say that it's been raining the past couple of days here, but never mind. But no matter where, oh, yeah, I know. He's had sunstroke, which he's is been why. in the desert all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And he's, he's I stopped. legitimately have a headache from the oh. sun. Uh, well, no, that's just that's just us. <laughs> yeah, you'll get that's that when you're a bit on air. Yeah, 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 yeah. We <laughs> takes a few days to go. We dehydrate anyone. 
Um, <laughs> but what we do do is hopefully entertain you lovely people listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If there's anything we talked about you want to learn more about, or if there's any events or, or comics causes to help people out over the the lockdowns or post-lockdowns or wherever you are at the moment, please get in touch with us and we'll give a shout-out in the, in the shout-out section, funnily enough. You can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the awesome Pod, where we'll be posting up sort of polls, questions, depending on what we're talking about. Um, could be It could be anything. You never know what's going to happen with us. If you do the book of faces, go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. Join the community group Awesome Comics Talk where we post out the latest sort of episodes. We get There's loads of conversational threads about comics, comic stores, comic events. Just a great community of people on there just talking about this medium that we all love every week. Please join it. There's a couple of questions, but you'll get an easy if you listen to the show. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to us, whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. We haven't had a review in ages and we're so sad about it. Well, actually, we haven't checked. Um, but please, <laughs> please leave a review because it helps get the word out about the show and the great comics we talk about every week. If you listen to us on any other network like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're one that stems from one of the text messages you sent me that my car read out yesterday. So you need to go to Pod Fisting for Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> any network like that please listen to us yeah. it doesn't matter um i for the record i didn't send that message well i'm so, i mean we're having in the middle of a conversation my car car keeps blink pinging up i'm getting whatsapp messages and i press one and it's from vincenzo hunt fist emoji fist emoji fist emoji fist emoji that's what it said <laughs> Yeah, but the, the problem you had is you then told us that it was reading out the emojis. So you sent me like a hundred emojis. <laughs> Tony, please tell me that it read out the one when I put lick my, and what did it say? Was it an aubergine or something? No, I think uh, Tom Curry sent the aubergine. I oh, sent right. it uh, peanuts. Yeah. yeah, did, yeah. Yeah, I read that one out. Oh, yeah, good. lick my peanuts. Yeah, lick my peanut <laughs> emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really feel like I've fucking achieved something this week now. <laughs> we need that, don't we, on a t-shirt? Lick my peanut emoji. I've got a whole post of new Twitter names that I'm just sat through. Fisting for freedom at lick my Twitter peanut. I'll tell, you the I'll tell you the fisting for freedom story in a minute. Oh, God. Yeah, but before we get onto that, where can people find us online, etc., Tony? Uh, you can follow us on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash tribute press and you can pledge to our new Kickstarter. We're going to Kickstarter and looking up Atomic Hercules. There you go. Dan? You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. Brilliant. As always, Dan, you're smashing it with that, with that comic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's looking cracking. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jester Diablo. And Andy, you've been an absolute legend, sir. Once again, where thank you for having me on. Had a great time. Oh, it's been a joy. Um, where can people find your comics, etc. Again, uh, yeah, you can go to my website, which is clemsoncomics.com, um, just to see a picture of me and have my email address. Uh, that's about as much effort as I put into that. But you can get Starbastered, uh, the singles, if there's some left, or the trade from the Scout Comics website directly. Um, or you can just follow me on Twitter. Uh, everything else is just Kickstarter, so just follow me on Twitter, and there'll be. 
there'll be uh, links to everything there. Yes, and look out for the damsel from distress Kickstarter, which is launching in a couple of days. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Nice. So, so you, you couldn't even bring yourself to promote it then when I gave you an option. I'm just the worst. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hang on, I'll try. Here we go. <clears throat> it's going to be a uh, great comic for you to pick up. Lick my peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Just peanut emoji. That's, I'm going to change that. <laughs> oh, dear. This show has been fun. You've been an absolute joy, and thank you for listening everyone wherever you are in the world we hope you're happy healthy reading comics making comics and just being the awesome people you are uh, from dan tony andrew and myself have a brilliant week and as always what should they do guys stay awesome stay awesome <laughs> it works for me bye everyone see ya see ya